The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show podcast is sponsored by Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. 93X. According to a new survey, the Tooth Fairy now leaves more than $6 per tooth on average, which explains the recent increase in seven-year-olds taking up hockey. Everybody wants you to hold their baby, right? Why? It's the most precious thing you have. Why are you putting it in my hands? People will step over a glass coffee table covered in candles to hand you the most breakable thing they have. Nobody wants you to touch their phone. Not one person. Don't you hate when people talk about personal stuff on their cell phone way too loud, right? But then they split and leave you hanging? That's not right either. If I'm gonna eavesdrop, I need closure. I follow those people to their car. Where are you going? Is your best friend dating your sister or not? Who has the rash? Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Yeah, good morning. Friday morning. Welcome to the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. Tell you what, Josh. It ain't going to break my heart to walk out of here at 9 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. It ain't busting me up too badly to close out the work week here. You ready to go? Oh, for Christ's sake. No siree, Bob, they used to say. Not going to bust me up too much. Hopefully there's a few of you out there who are uh, wrapping her up after today as well. Today at 8 a.m., Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder lock horns for our weekly trivia battle called Dad Fights. I really like the subject matter for today's Dad Fight. It's a fun one. I enjoy putting this one together a lot. They're not listening. They're no. not listening right now, so no. we could. I think we can. Today for uh, dad fights, the subject matter is shocking and and or I guess maybe I should say and or shocking and or surprising character deaths from movies and television. And we were when we were prepping for the game, throwing ideas back and forth. Uh, we had a spirited conversation about this topic, so I think. I think our listeners are going to dig it. Uh, we all had passionate answers for character deaths from movies and television that that took us by surprise, uh, saddened us, shocked us. Well, some of it, of course, is going to be comedic. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, there have been some funny ones. There, there are certainly some funny ones along the way, and what? some like a combination. Where it was dramatic, <laughs> shocking, it stuck with you, but it was hilarious at the same time. And there's one in particular where I remember in the theater going, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Well, is it, go ahead, is it in our... It's in our contest, okay. yeah, what, so I don't want to say. What did we talk about that didn't end up in the contest? Oh, I got to look back, because we. you're right, we threw out a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I know I brought up a couple that only people around my age are going to remember. Um... Edith Bunker from uh, All in the Family. If you're not around my age, you probably don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But in the early 70s, All in the Family was a riotously funny and wildly successful sitcom. Archie Bunker, Edith Bunker, Meathead, George Jefferson, characters like that. Um, James Evans you brought up. Right. I want to say, for you older folks, Edith did not pass on screen. 
and I don't even think it was on the show all in the family. It was the spinoff. Uh, Archie Bunker's place. Remember yeah. when he had a spinoff? Archie's place. Archie's or Archie, place yeah, or whatever. Something like that. I believe um, there is a scene from Archie Bunker's place early in the run of that program. So after all in the family had ended, they moved on to Archie Bunker's place where Archie just acknowledges that Edith had passed and he has like a scene where he's uh, sitting alone in the bedroom and, and talking to himself, and he's very sad. And and that crushed me as a young person because Archie Bunker was this terrible person, number one. He was an absolute ass, but he was this tough, tough dude who never showed any emotion, who showed very uh, little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, just to... Empathy, compassion. Yeah, and, and also he was not very nice to Edith. And Edith was the sweetest lady in the whole world. So when Archie broke down over Edith's death, I'm sitting there as a nine-year-old and it just... And then, you, okay, and then good times. When James Evans Sr. dies, also not on screen, but the the episode, Josh knows it very well, where... They're having James's funeral, and his wife, Florida, isn't showing any sadness. Um, she's very she's upbeat. She's being strong for the family. Being strong, and then she finally breaks down. For those who know what I'm talking about, here we go. Damn, damn, damn! Damn, damn, damn! That's when Florida finally breaks and acknowledges that her husband is dead. And I remember sitting and watching that and saying, oh, my God, everyone leave the room so I can cry my <laughs> eyes out. Oh, yeah, I balled at that for oh, sure. And James Evans, the toughest, coolest dude. He was just so cool and such a great dad. Brings yeah, me back to that. such a good show. I love Man, good. Man, it, it's been a long time since they've made show, a show that good. So our, our dad fight topic, our conversation, brought me back to those moments. You know, it's... Uh, now it's so it's different because, you know, there's the you know quote unquote spoiler alerts, right? Mm. You're on social media, mm -hmm. or, or there's just reports like, and it seems like, ah, so and so is accused of terrible crime. Okay, they're going to be killed off on your favorite yeah. show or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking off air about a couple of those where I said, well, I oh. knew that one was coming. That might have been an emotional episode, mm -hmm. but it wasn't because everybody knew. Well, that that person did this, so they're off the show. Exactly. Beard the same. Beard Jesus is texting in, and he wants to know who is cutting onions right now. <sighs> yeah, uh, those were good ones, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Procrastinator Jesus. When Henry Blake died on the, on the sitcom MASH. That was massive. That was massive. Do you recall that, Josh? I don't. You know, I, my parents watched it, and um, I was a little too young. They, you know, they didn't let me watch a lot of that, so everyone, I'd catch every once in a while a little bit, but... Mash was one I never, never saw too much. Of. Okay, I didn't. I thought maybe you were into it. Okay, yeah. Well, well what I saw, I liked. I mean, yeah. my, my parents every once in a while they'd crack and let us watch it. But I mean, that was something. They, it was must see TV for them, right? I mean, that was like appointment television. They kicked the kids out. I'm sure because they didn't want us talking all over it. Mash was maybe the the maybe one of the biggest sitcoms ever. Um, its popularity was. Second to none, mm -hmm. uh, probably up until things like Friends came along. You know, when it came to sheer numbers of people watching. If you don't know the story behind Henry Blake's character dying on MASH. Um, Who played him? Is it an actor? I, I can't. I okay, can't. so it's not one of the big ones? Yeah, he was, a, he was a, a known actor. I can't think of his name. He had his own sitcom 
later after MASH was over. I can't think of his name. I'm sure. Oh, you... yeah, I know this guy. Uh, sure. Stevenson? Was it? Yeah, uh, McLean Stevenson. McLean Stevenson. McLean Stevenson. Yes, okay. They did not, the, the, the folks who made MASH, the directors, writers, producers, all that, they didn't tell the rest of the cast that they were planning on killing off Henry Blake's character. And he was a very good guy character. Very level-headed. He was, uh, was he the head surgeon? Uh, MASH was about a group of combat surgeons during the Korean War. He was, I think he was the, the commander. I can't think of his term, but he was, you know, he was the boss, Henry Blake. Yeah, it says lieutenant. Lieutenant. Lieutenant colonel, to be specific. They didn't tell the rest of the cast that they were killing him off. And they had a scene set, um, you know, three, two, one action, whatever they do in the television industry. And uh, I believe it was Radar's character was the only character who knew that Henry Blake's character was to be killed. And when he walked in on the set, you know, they're filming... And he reads a letter saying, we regret to inform you that Henry Blake's, you know, helicopter has gone down. He reads this to the rest of the cast and their reactions were real. Mm. You know, they were sad because of the, the plot twist, you know, and, you know, you're an actor. You, you devote yourself to your role and the show. And so that part of their emotions kicked in. And also they learned on the fly while being filmed that McLean Stevenson was no longer going to be part of the television show. So they were losing a friend. So I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because they, they were in the, they were feeling it right there, yes. all of them. So if you watch that scene and see their reactions, it was all very real. Um, people are texting in Coach, on, Coach from Cheers. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that also was not on screen. Um, they just kind of moved on. Um, in the beginning of the next season, they acknowledged that Coach had died. But uh, I think we're going to have a good a good run with this one at 8 o'clock with uh, Dad Fights. And if you want me to go even further back, did anyone else? Some of you are too young. Josh, there was no death here. There was no death here. Benji? The, about the dog? Benji the dog? Oh, I, I never saw that movie. Really? Okay. There's a scene. Benji is a hero dog. Does, has anyone even... Have you guys yeah, heard I of Benji? Ben- I, I saw Benji when I was no a kid. Clue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fine. Benji, you, you saw it? That's when I was a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. Remember when his girlfriend, who was also a dog, thankfully... <laughs> remember when you thought that his girlfriend, Tiffany, had been killed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I was a pile in the movie theater <laughs> as a five, six-year-old. I thought the, the, some a-hole kicks Tiffany. She's the cutest little white dog. He kicks her, and I thought, oh, Tiffany's dead. And I lo- she didn't die. No. And, then, and Benji and Tiffany saved the day. But as far as our conversation on, you know, devastating character deaths, and you think, oh, my God. The little boy in Hardball always gets me. Oh. Hardball? <laughs> yeah. What's what? Hardball? I don't think I've seen that. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, it's the movie about... Um, they there's like they're in the ghetto and the Keanu Reeves makes a baseball team with the oh, little kids. Oh, I saw the beginning of that. Okay, oh, sure. God, the end is so sad. Oh no. What was, I, what was the kid's name? Like G Baby? Yeah, G Baby or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I never saw that to its uh, com- completion, oh, but I It's I, a great movie. I did movie, I did yeah. like what I saw of it. I, I got about halfway through. Okay. How how old mm-hmm. is that? 2000, 2001? Yeah, something Hardball. like that. Hardball. Okay, I have to look that up. Yeah, it's, right. it's definitely good. Keanu Reeves plays, uh, he's 
kind of a ga- degenerate gambler. He's yeah. got a gambling yeah. problem. Yeah. He gets uh, ends up drinks coach- too much. Drinks too mm-hmm. much. Ends up coaching this baseball team. You know, they learn things from him. He learns things from them. <laughs> you know, that kind of that that kind of system. It's yeah. pretty good. I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up, Waffle, because I always I would have never thought of it. I always wanted to com- uh, finish that movie. Yeah. So there's a sad part. Huh? And it also yeah. features a young Michael B. Jordan as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the- you know what? Um, thank you for bringing up my Michael B. Jordan. I'd be lost without you guys uh, so far. The reason we wanted to tap into this um, character deaths, um, surprising and shocking character deaths, is this weekend Creed Three comes out. Am I correct about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's out. Dana saw it last night. I saw it last, last night. night. Oh, tell me about it in just a yeah. minute. And, you know, we thought... There haven't been too many character deaths as shocking and saddening as when Apollo Creed drops dead in Rocky Four. So that's where we're... There was tears for me in that one. Right, oh, that's, yeah. that's what started the conversation is the death of Apollo Creed. So that's... So you saw it last night. What did you think? Oh, absolutely fantastic. I loved it so much. I've liked all of them. Mm-hmm. So well, I, the, the, the first two. First two, yeah. This one, it's directed by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, the storyline they've crafted is fantastic. It's about an old buddy of his who they got in trouble back in the day, and his buddy got sent to the clinker for 18 years, and he was a promising boxer back in the day. So it's it's a very good story. It's not just, uh, oh, now Creed has to face this you know insurmountable bad guy, you know. It's actually got some, uh, you know, some history to it. It's fantastic. I'm um, sure. Uh, just, yeah. just great, great stuff. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I probably read 15 reviews on it, mm-hmm. all of them saying exactly what you said, that it's, it, it, you know, it's his directorial debut, you said, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And he did an amazing job directing and acting in it. Supposedly the story's good. And, you know, I was a little concerned. Concern's the wrong word. I was a little bummed that there's no Rocky in it, mm-hmm. right? So this will be the first one without Rocky. First one without Sly, yeah. And I absolutely love Sylvester Stallone, so I was kind of bummed he wasn't going to be in it. But people said, you know what? It's a great movie without <laughs> It is. <laughs> there better not be scenes where he's running next to dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I haven't liked about the series so far. I like the dirt bike four-wheeler yeah, thing. Yeah. I didn't know why they're that all, was in it. They're all doing wheelies and yeah. stuff, and he's running all majestic. Like, all of a sudden, it's like a modern-day Mad Max. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that was in there, but well, the movies were so good yeah. otherwise. Well, they, they also do go back to the gimmick of, uh, well, you see, he's training in the desert, so there's no reason to wear a shirt during all the training montages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to have the shirt on. Yeah. I, I mean, we were talking about with the new Top Gun Maverick, how he takes off a white T-shirt to put on the exact same white T-shirt. <laughs> Just, Just be shirtless for a couple yeah, seconds. Yeah, got to make sure the, the ladies see him without a shirt on. And yes, you, can, you can definitely tell this thing's not slowing down. You can already see they're kind of spinning the wheels to get uh, even maybe another spinoff type series going, things well, like that. Well, maybe uh, Adonis Creed will box till he's 67 years old <laughs> yeah. like Rocky did. You know? Well, one of the articles said, Dana, that it's almost become like the MCU where there's different phases, yes. right? And they're mm-hmm. kind of doing that with the Rocky movie. Yeah, you can, you can definitely tell they're kind of going that direction. Without got, saying too much about what happens. Good. I'm, I'm really glad you like yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Uh, mm-hmm. We got some great texts coming in. 651-989-9393. Great text. People commenting on surprising or shocking character deaths in movies and television. First off, somebody... I, I was busting out laughing a couple minutes ago. Uh, somebody texted in and said, uh, 
Josh's parents thought Benji was too violent. Because <laughs> you've joked around about oh, how yeah. your, your parents didn't allow you to watch the A-Team, even though there was a character never died in the entire run of that series. All right, you know, I, I got to take my dad out of that. That's all my mom. My mom led that charge. I, my dad probably would have let us watch, like, the A-Team and stuff like that. Uh, Benji? No, no. That's too far. <laughs> I heard a dog gets kicked in that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. These are uh, Hodor on Game of Thrones was intense, according to a listener. Yeah, yeah. He's sa- saving everybody else. I... It was kind of silly how you how he gets the name, right, when you learn that. Hold the door, hold the door, oh, and then it becomes yeah. hold, hold yeah. the door. <laughs> See, now, some of you, I think, are are trying to get me to cry on the radio. Because uh, a couple of you have sent in when John Wayne dies in the movie The Cowboys. And I'm not a John Wayne guy. My brother can tell you every John Wayne movie, my dad, up and down. I got into it, but not near as much as my brother and my dad. So I'm not going to, I couldn't sit here and tell you all about but there's one John Wayne movie that I have loved since the first time I saw it as a little boy, and it's The Cowboys. And when John Wayne's character dies, it's absolutely devastating. Absolutely devastating. Remember it like it was yesterday. We're going to finish the job, they said. When the young kid gets killed in Alpha Dog. Remember that? Oh, Alpha Dog? Yeah. That was a good movie. Never seen it. No, that, that was that's a based very, on a true story. Yes. I, you're right. I forgot that. That is a very good, very good movie and very sad. I think I cried when the little kid died at uh, Enemy at the Gates, the war movie oh, with mm-hmm. the two snipers going at it. I missed that one, Wapple. Oh, that was good. Is that Jude Law in yeah. that one? Sounds right, yeah. yeah. Ooh, oh, wow. Boy, that got me. How about Dan Connor's character dying in the program Roseanne? Never saw it. They brought him back, though. Yeah, he's... Wait, is, isn't Dan John Goodman? Yeah. Yeah, he's alive. Oh, okay. I think uh, it ended up being a dream sequence. Oh, oh see. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, I, missed, I missed that. Thing. My bad. I wouldn't know. I never saw the show, despite its wild popularity. I never... I could never get into Roseanne Barr. Uh, not only her comedy, uh, meaning stand-up, or her comedy acting it never never drew me in i don't know why i, I like that I, I really liked that show uh, when i was a kid she's a hell of a singer though you got to give her that oh yeah she's a <laughs> singer yeah, she he, sang the national anthem oh yeah, yeah that, that was that was panned in the media that's for sure farmhand jesus brings up a good one he says when kenny died on south park it ruined him oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and for the people texting in saying hey how ca- how can you miss this one how can you miss this one well, you're sending in ones that are going to be a part of dad fights it today. might come up later in the show yeah so we don't want to spoil those so the, the ones we're reading oh. are also good deaths that could have been in this co- contest easily yes we are steering away from the the characters that will be involved in the game. But you're sending in some great ones. Just know if, if it's not being read, it's because it's probably in the game. Dude, oh, they're hitting me where it effing hurts now. The listeners are hitting me where it hurts. Doc Skurlock, Chavez E. Chavez in the Young Gun series. Don't do that to me. I hate that. I hate that when the when the white horse runs uh, across the movie screen when you knew that Chavez died. God, I hate that part. How about from Craig Rosen's beard where Jason from Friday the 13th dies in every movie? Oh, my God, he's dead. He's never coming back alive now. No way he ends up in space at some point. Because Chavez was not afraid to die. Was he, Cubby? No, not at all. He was not afraid to die. 
We should issue a, a giant spoiler alert because I know we're going to get people pissed. Like, oh, could stop that! Spoil- I- I'm trying to think the most recent one we have is not that recent, I no, don't think. so. I, I'd like to put a permanent lid on that spoiler alert line. <laughs> Can we please just put a lid on that forever? God. It, is, it is frustrating when you want to watch a movie really bad and I'm someone a, tells you exactly what happens. You I, know what? Frustration you. is part no, of life. No reason to watch it. Thank you. You it's, did not need to share, but thank you. You're a grown person. You I, can get over it. I think it's one thing, like, if I were like, to spoil Creed 3 right now, that's one thing. But yeah. if it's a show that came out a few, four or five years ago, you've, had, you've had your no, opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But people people always ruin like new TV shows all over social media. It's so okay. frustrating. We don't do that. How about... Uh, Talking about a John Wayne movie from 1973. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's a little different. If I was four. If you're worried, I don't... I'm trying to think what the... Again, there's nothing like that just came out, yeah. right? Mm. So these are, these are older. Uh, Waffle. How about Omar and the Wire? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you watched oh, two days? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, I thought he was going to survive with mm-hmm. everything he mm-hmm. went through. And the, way and, he, he, and the way he gets got, too. Disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So bad. So bad. <laughs> That's the worst when a character you oh. love like that dies in a way that, no, he should have been, it should have been much more dramatic. Of all the badass things he did in yeah. that program. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that one got me. I mean, you figured it's probably coming. Yep. But that sucked. Because you love him so much. And he's, so uh, you know, much. he's been in so many situations where he thought, well, he's not getting out of this one. He can't get out of here. He's definitely done. Oh. When Wade Garrett dies in Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> What's his name again? What's Swayze's character name again? Dalton. Dalton. The name's Dalton. When he discovers that Wade Garrett is dead in the bar, I don't like that. Not at all. I don't. I don't like it when Doc Holliday dies in Tombstone. Oh, I don't. He's so good. I don't. I don't like it. Did you guys see the Saturday Night Live spoof of that? No. Of, uh, of Tombstone of Tombstone. I don't think so. Oh, it's pretty funny. Is it? You know about how he's sick, yeah. right? He's uh-huh. always, and he was just disgusting in the Saturday Night Live. Bit. <laughs> oh, I think I did see this. Now yeah. that I mentioned that. Yeah. He's <laughs> vomiting. And oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Are you all right? Well, yeah, I'm fine, fine." And then it's just like. <laughs> It's just, yeah, like you said, he's so obviously sick. He's yeah. so, he's dying. No, 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 totally fine. Don't even worry about it. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's fun. I'll have to show that to you. We'll Spraying to fluids everywhere yeah. like a Tarantino movie. No big deal. Hey, this is no big deal. Yeah, Tombstone is such a good movie, but it's like, all right, we get it. We've established that Doc is sick. You know? <laughs> he's just got that snotty rag on him at all times. Uh, <sighs> Grindcore Jesus said it was so sad when King Joffrey died in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were all so miserable when that kid passed. I wish his was worse. I wish his death was way worse than it was. What was also the dude with the dogs? Uh, Ramsey? Uh, yeah. yeah. Bolton. Ramsey. Bolton, Bolton. Ramsey. Yeah, he, that guy God. sucked too. Yeah. Dude when he, when he the... got it. <laughs> yeah. That was satisfying. Yeah, that was a good one. Definitely wow. a good one. It's going to be a keeper. Yeah, these are good, man. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark and Avengers. That was a tough one. Oh, Josh. Uh, Ragnar's son in Vikings. Oh, dude, yeah. Good one. You guys like those Vikings. Uh, there, there are so many good. There's, that, a, there's some bad ones, too, but there's so many good shows that, around that. Even um, Ragnar, his death when he got thrown in the pit of snakes. Oh, oh that's a rough way to go. Oh. Yeah, that... I, the show changed for, well, I was going to say me, but for a lot of people after yep. that. He was so good. Mm-hmm. So good on that show. Can you play Florida Evans breaking down again when she finally admits to herself that her husband is gone? 
Yeah, I can play that. That's a tough scene to even listen to. Damn, damn, damn! Hurts me. So you dug Creed 3. It did indeed. Can't wait to see it. I think this might be the first movie that gets me back to the movie theaters. What do you, what do you I, mean? I haven't seen it. I was talking to you guys, and I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Star Wars The Last Jedi. That was like 2017 or 18. Yeah, it's about right for well, me. Well, I'm sure they've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't you see Top Gun Maverick and stuff in theaters? Yeah, it's the one that that's the first one I saw, you know, post pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and I, I don't really remember what I saw before. I'm sure it was a kids movie <laughs> in theaters, but yeah, there's not there hasn't really been a movie where I thought, "Ooh, I got to see that in theaters for sure." Well, they come on streaming so quick these days. It it's used, like 45 days now. Yeah, it used to be back in the day, you'd see a movie come on the theater and like, "All right, in 8 months I can watch this on VHS." But that's not obviously not the case anymore. I don't really go there much anymore either, Wapple. Uh, not much of a movie guy. Had there been a movie called The Life and Times of Danhausen, you would have been in this some bitch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, the Young Bucks, the young Bucks and Kenny Biden. Omega go to Tokyo or something, you would have. <laughs> the Elite uh, Biography or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'd be there. Uh, or or uh, a movie called, uh, what's her name again? Uh, 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 the one you fell in love with from the Double Double E and then she quit wrestling or got fired from wrestling. Uh, you can't be talking about Mandy Rose. Yeah, had there been a movie called Mandy Rose Goes to the Toilet, you would have... Uh, <laughs> you would have beat people up to yeah. get in front of line. Mandy Rose and Alexa Bliss have a pillow fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be there. First time anybody's ever requested the front row at a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Rose and Alexa Bliss try on bikinis. <laughs> Wapple. Quit. A- he, he would quit here. You would... <laughs> Stand up and quit. Yep. And dedicate your life to following that movie. Well, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to dad fights because there, in, in this contest, there are two that almost like made me jump. I was so shocked. I, I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Yeah, One in got... particular, and I just rewatched it the other day, and it still got me, and I knew it was coming. Was it Chavez? He Chavez? No, no, no. <laughs> God dang it! I can't say because it's in the contest. Oh, when Billy, remember when Billy checks out his wound? You know, Chavez is in the bar. He'd been shot. And Billy the Kid's like, well, let's saddle up the horses and get going. And Chavez says something like, you know, go on without me. And he shows Billy the wound. And Billy says something like, man with a gut shot like that uh, ain't got much of a chance, right? And Mm -hmm. Chavez doesn't really say anything. Then the white horse runs by. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. When Bruce Willis dies in Armageddon, shut up. <laughs> it's stupid. Well, it was kind of emotional when dude comes back. I want to shake the, the hand. hand of the, the, Stop the, it. The bravest man I've ever Stop met. Stop it. That's not a real movie. But it's that, not even a real movie. That's John McClane that passed away, saving us all. He saved the world, man. Yeah. I want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man. Shut up. I, I should have stood up in the theater right there and said, everybody shut up and shut this movie off. <laughs> well, it was about over at that point. <laughs> There's, that's true. The, Chavez uh, should have shown up and just kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> uh, or be coughed on by Doc Holliday. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that'd be more deadly. <laughs> He'll be dead within a year. 
the, how about the stabbing scene in uh, um, uh, Saving Private Ryan? I can't oh. watch that. That never no, happened. That the, never happened. I love that. Well, there's a couple oh, scenes God. I can't watch in movies. That's one of them. That scene never happened. The Even curb scene in American History, History X. Oh, uh-huh. oh, brutal. A couple of the people from The Boys, the the girlfriend that dies right away. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the bus in the first yeah, five minutes. The Boys, <laughs> yeah, the first episode of the first season of The Boys. They yeah. tell you right away what the show's going to be like. Yep. And, and, and that's probably tame compared to all the stuff that happened. So Josh recommended that I watch The Boys, and uh, he's like, yeah, I think you really like this. And I did, and I'm watching the very first episode. You, you introduced the main character and his really cute girlfriend. And I had a text message queued up to Josh. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm digging this girlfriend character. And then before I could even hit send, she gets hit by a bus and dies. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a bus. It wasn't a bus. Oh, it was the, uh, it was the fast character. Yeah, yeah the, the day train. Day train. Yeah, yeah, train yeah, ran yeah. right through her. Ran right through her. Yeah, yeah that's right. And yeah. The, the dude's like, he's holding her hands. Nick, he's holding her hands. Oh, the boyfriend, right? Yeah. Okay. He's holding her hands. And all of a sudden, she basically explodes. And yeah. he's holding on. To, the hands are, yeah. and arms so, are still there. So he tells her he loves her. They kiss. And then all of a sudden, basically a, a flash character comes screaming through and takes out the girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think, you know the the, the, the superhero, the Flash. The he can flash. run, he can he run, run real fast. Yeah, okay. He so, takes her away? He runs into her. He runs like through oh, her. Oh, she explodes. It's an accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's terrible. You, you guys were shocked and surprised by this. Oh, yeah, because you didn't know the show yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right? You just, yet you kind of had a gist, okay, it's about superheroes who are a-holes, you know, kind of like make it fun of the the movies, right? Wapple's sweating over here. He's laughing so hard. Uh, that You know, that show, I've mentioned it before. It's so funny, and it's so good at times, but it's almost too much for me. Yeah. They, they push it. That, that get to the prostate thing, I, 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 was, I was not needing to see that. I, I showed that scene to you, Nick. Oh, yeah, I hated it. Was it was horrible. It's terrible. I'll never watch that program. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, some smart ass just texted in and said, "Imagine how sad we'll be when Shorzy dies." I, if I hear one more person say something about Shorzy, I'm gonna make you watch the closing scene from Armageddon. Dana would lose his mind if Shorzy dies. They can't kill off Shorzy. Stop it! Stop it! I'm gonna make a rule. I'm gonna hey, make a rule. Waffle and I've not brought up Shorzy in months. I know yeah, you haven't, but now yeah. you've said it like three times. Yep. <laughs> It's my fault I brought it up. Yeah, thanks for everybody texting in. There's some really good ones on here. And, and like I said, for those that are frustrated we're not reading it, it's it's because it's probably in the contest, mm-hmm. so we don't want to ruin it. Uh, Dad fights 100-plus uh, uh, double deuce at 8 a.m. Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder in the subject will be shocking and or surprising character deaths from movies and television. That's why we've been going back and forth on that topic all morning long so far. Well, for the last... 40 minutes half hour half hour we got to take a break we'll come right back here in a minute on the half-assed morning show the home of the half-assed morning show this is minnesota's 93x cj ham for standard heating and air conditioning when i'm on the field i can take anything but at home with my family we like everything to be comfortable that's why i trust the pros at standard they've been keeping minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year instantly save a thousand dollars on a new ductless condenser plus an additional five hundred dollars off every mini split cassette go to standardheating.com for details now they're loud, they lose control, they do their little circus act, they're a nuisance. 93X. 
Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Stupid news on the half-assed morning show. Well, that ought to do it. It's time for the 9 a.m. blitz or whatever, right? <laughs> oh, no. we've got a lot right more now. to do. That's not it? Here's no. Metallica. <laughs> is that what we're starting with? Oh, no. I mean, a good guess. We're going to smash into the stupid news here in just a minute. Okay, fine. we got a ways to go yet. Um, but uh, before we go any farther, uh, Josh, listeners want to know, did you uh, were you able to uh, cut a deuce yesterday? Well, I know people love hearing about other people's poops. Wapo, can you turn the radio down a little bit? Yes. <laughs> 210 p.m. 2.10 p.m., and it was glorious. Thank you for all the advice, uh, the caring, people asking for updates today. A lot of I concern. Sure, I didn't think it was going to happen. That's funny because at 2.10 p.m., I was actually in Egan. I saw doves just flying everywhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a rainbow. I've never been more happy. Greatest day of my life. If okay. you missed yesterday's broadcast, we had a, a, a couple of pretty in-depth conversations about how Josh was suffering from constipation, and a lot of our listeners have been texting in so far this morning just wondering if it happened for for a player. It's the biggest fight of my life the mm. last year. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for your your concern on that. Was it, it was... like Randy Marsh when it finally went? Well, I don't want to get hot, too hot, detailed. Hot, hot. <laughs> I don't want to gross anybody out too much, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Well, hey, let me ask you this now. Yes. We're having this little work get-together this evening. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I really wish you could be there. It's going to suck that you're not there. What guy? How do you, what's that old uh, joke? Who has two thumbs and is not being tortured with a work party tonight? This guy right here. Yes, what about the work party? So, it's at a pizza place. What? Do I roll the dice? I re- I'm really looking forward to the pizza more so than spending time with any of the rest of you. Oh, so, yeah, are you saying that... Uh, Can't that lock you up? The cheese can. God dang it. I'm no, gonna, no, no, no. I'm going to have no. to get a sandwich. You cleared the cannon. Well, the back cannon. I think you you go wide open for a stretch of time. Don't don't let the terrorists win. <laughs> um, I just don't want to be in that position again. You, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen anyway, isn't it, Josh? Right, right? Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's the biggest fight of my life. So For whatever reason this last year. Don't let it alter your fun. Um, not yet. Not yet. Maybe when you get a little older. Eat all the pizza you can get your little effing hands on tonight. They Don't worry about there. it. Don't worry about it's it. It's in the name. Uh, this <laughs> is nice from Hot Cocoa Jesus. I'm so happy for you. Best of luck with your future endeavors. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, don't let it affect your, you know, your plans. Go ahead and eat some pizza tonight. I am touched by the tax that you're coming. 
Yeah, how could you not be? Uh, uh, angry bus driver Jesus wants to know when the baby shower is. Uh oh, <laughs> uh -oh we grossed Ashley. Yeah, come on, everybody, be on your best behavior. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. All right, I hate to be the one to have to tell you this, uh, but we're leading off with a story from Indiana. That's that's not the part that I hate to tell you about. I just hate to hear things like this. Uh, there was a dispute between neighbors in a place called Laporte County, Indiana, and the dispute resulted in a woman being mooned. <laughs> you know, I, you just don't see that a ton anymore. Mm -mm. I think so, we were recently talking about this. It's a lost, well, I don't know if I want to call it an art. It's an art. But uh, now, now it's, well, probably was always a crime, but I have a feeling like now you get more trouble. If yeah. you did something like that, then maybe you would when Nick and I were growing up. Or it was more just of a comedy. Now I don't know if people see it the same way. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen a mooning in a... Uh, police said a, a woman... moons. Yeah, in a while. Police said a woman called him up and told him about one of her neighbors. Uh, she said he was, for some reason, pumping water from his pond onto her property. She told the cops... She was looking at the man through her sliding glass door while he was doing this pond pump gimmick. She said when he noticed her looking, he began making a humping gesture toward her. <laughs> it it's says here in the story. Would do. <laughs> yeah, totally. It says here in the story with his arms and hips. So you can picture, yeah. I just did that to somebody uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, who did you make a pumping gesture at yesterday? So a uh, buddy of mine who's backing into my driveway, you know, in his pickup. And so you got the camera right there. So I positioned myself perfect. He said it was like I had, like I could be a director. Oh, because his, I back his backup camera. Yeah, I positioned oh. myself perfect perfectly in front of his backup camera and gave him some real deep thrust, you know, some good air ones. <laughs> my damn. Was your face at all in there? I don't know. just I, the crotch? I couldn't tell. I mean, I, I'm not sure yeah. how that all worked out. I don't know how good the camera is. Uh, did you double up? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so that's what and this then, dude... Oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I was just going to say, then I look over and realize my neighbor across the street is staring at me. And I don't know the guy very well. He's like two houses over from my... I know the people directly across the street, but he's next to them, and I've only kind of waved and said hello. And I thought, well, great. Now we've got that relationship. So did you hump and then wave hello afterwards? No, no, hey, I didn't. I tried to pretend like I didn't see him seeing me. What kind of vehicle was this that you were penetrating? Oh, well, I never touched the vehicle. This was a pure air humping. As he was coming at me, you know. Well, the, yeah, I mean, figuratively. Uh, oh, a GMC Sierra AT4. Sexy. Yeah. No wonder you were. What do they call that? Murdered out. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, gal, she's looking out the window. There's her neighbor. He notices her looking, and he gives her a couple of. Mm, mm, mm. Then he turned around, drops his pants and his underwears, and showed her his ass. He uh, confessed. He confessed to the cops that he hauled his ass out for the lady, and he even defended his behavior. And I'm sure the cops were thinking, "Oh, this is going to be good." Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, everybody, come on, get over here. Everybody, gather around. <laughs> the guy, he, he mooned a lady, and he's got a defense for it. Get over here, everybody. They call the paramedics, the fire department. All right, you guys need to hear this. Mm -hmm. Sounding very much like a 10-year-old 
the dude said it's not his fault that she watches him while he's on his property and should look away if she doesn't want to see what he's doing. <laughs> not my fault she's looking at me. Uh, okay, dude. I don't think this guy's brain quite developed correctly. The cops advised the woman to seek a protective order against the man if she feels that she needs one. Nothing like living next door to an overgrown third grader, you know. Air humping, mooning. We're touching on all our favorite activities from fourth grade. Yeah, what you know? a child. I can't help if she looks over at my property. Oh, uh, I humped the air once. Recently? Oh, God, this is over 25 years ago. And I humped the air quite vigorously. And I did it in front of one of my heroes. And On purpose or by accident? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. You know, I think you know the story. I air humped just feverishly <laughs> in front of one of my heroes, and I'll never forget the way he looked at me disapprovingly. Oh, yeah, that's the look my neighbor gave me. In 1992, I believe it was, I was one of only about 17 or 18 people who went to go see Widowmaker in concert. Josh, who was the lead singer, legendary lead singer of Widowmaker? I don't know. Dee Snyder. Oh, that's right. You've told me about this before. When, yeah. When Dee Twisted Snyder. Sister broke up, Dee Snyder started a band called Widowmaker, and I really liked their first couple of records. I mean, it was it was basically Twisted Sister, but I don't care. Widowmaker had a couple of oh, they were, but by '92, nobody cared about hard rock anymore. Widowmaker came to the Mirage over there off of Riverside. And so me and a few buddies went to see the show. Nobody was there. I'm, I'm telling you, there probably, I wasn't exaggerating. There probably was less than 20 people. So 92, when was the last Twisted Sister record before that? 87. Love is for suckers. Uh, okay, yeah, so that, that's quite a span. So it was with only 20 of us there. It was a pretty lawless scene. Security took the night off. They're like, well, there's only 20 people here. What do People kept jumping on stage with D and his band. And I decided I wanted to be one of the people who jumped up on stage. And I did. And I find myself standing right next to D Snyder, who's an intimidating guy. Oh, How tall no. is he? Oh, he's 6'3 or something. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's a big he was dude. probably wearing heels, you know, up oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah, I bet. I mean, and I jumped up, you know, drunk off my ass as a 21-year-old. I jump up on stage. I'm standing right next to D. Snyder, and I locked up. I didn't know what to do. Oh, no. Shake his hand, high-five him, chest bump him, fist bump. No, I went boom, 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 boom. I gave him a, a, a I, I humped at him. So crazy. And it's worse it was at him and not the crowd. Yeah, and he looked yeah. at me as if to say, the F is wrong with you, kid. Uh, do that. And then I jumped back into the crowd. What was what, the small, very small. I, I, and then immediately I asked myself, why did I do that? Yeah, I've been in that situation. Not not that situation, but where I've done something and realized right away, like, what? I don't know. Where did that come from? I've never even thought of something like that before. And I wish I was a quicker on my feet. This is a great text. I, I don't have a name, but area code 507. I should have pointed at my neighbor and just said, you're next, pal. <laughs> <laughs> After 
thrusting yeah. towards the pickup. And I notice he's looking at me. I should just point it at him. Like, Dude, coming your way, You're bro. my next target. <laughs> Here's the good news about my embarrassing moment in front of one of my heroes, D. Snyder. Uh, a buddy of mine embarrassed himself even worse. Well, maybe it's not even worse, but it did take the heat off of me. So D probably isn't in the greatest mood that he's released a, an album and only 20 people showed up for his show. You know, he, oh my God. I mean, you know, he's thinking five years ago we were selling out arenas. Now I'm playing for 20 drunk. It, one of them just tried to hump me on stage. <laughs> so D Snyder says into the microphone, what do you want to hear? What song do you want to hear? And my buddy, Big Phil, kind of grabs the mic. Or no, it was Dane. Dane kind of grabs the mic from D and says, you can't stop rock and roll, which is an old Twisted Sister song. What Dane had forgotten was that they already played that song. <laughs> and D grabs the mic back away from Dane and says, we already played that one, you stupid idiot. <laughs> so D chewed out, and Dane was devastated by this. Devastated. D. Snyder called him an idiot in front of 19 other people. <laughs> It's we, funny we, how we, it can make a difference on who does that because you were ripped on by both Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and it was one of the greatest days of both of our lives. It was. Sitting the, right next to you, I thought, I'm sitting next to the guy that just got chewed out by Stone Cold and The Rock. The, oh. the D. Snyder moment was devastating to me. Yeah, it's somebody you, you know, grew up loving and uh, appreciating his art. When, uh, when Stone Cold uh, told me to shut up, um, that was an honor. Yeah, I had grown up a little bit. I was able to deal with those. Do you know that story? Dan? No, I don't. I want to hear it. Josh and I were lucky enough to be invited to the Summer Slam press conference, 1999. Mm -hmm. WWE Summer Slam was held at Target Center, and we were uh, invited to the press conference, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. Of course, the big story was Jesse Ventura was the governor at the time, and he was going to guest referee a match. And all the boring people in town were saying, well, you're the governor. You can't be refereeing a wrestling match. And what kind of image does this teach the young people and all that crap? Stupid. That was the big draw was that Jesse was involved. So Josh and I are at the press conference. And at the time, The Rock and Stone Cold had a big rivalry. But at the press conference, there they are sitting right next to each other, drinking beer and having laughs. And I decided to poke the bear a little bit. And, you know, anyone in the crowd could raise their hand and ask a question. And they called on me and I said, you know, I don't get this. What's going on up here between The Rock and Stone Cold? You know, last week on SmackDown, you hit each other with barbed wire. And now you're up here drinking. And Stone Cold said, uh, how did he say it again? He said, uh, like, he, he used The Rock's catchphrase. Used, used The ra Rock's catchphrase. Mm -hmm. he, oh, uh, he said, uh, in the words of my pal Dwayne Johnson, I uh, want you sit your candy ass down and shut up. <laughs> That's, That's so great. cool. And Josh and I about broke down in tears. Oh, we probably looked ridiculous. We were so excited. I've been like a little kid, you know. You're like. Ooh. That's yeah. how we you felt. Like your arms are going like this, you know, like waving <laughs> yeah. by your head. You're so excited. Oh, that's exactly how we felt. <laughs> I mean, I was almost in tears. I was like, oh, my God, you got chewed out by Stone Cold. And, and The Rock is just giving you the people's eyebrow. Yeah, he people, he oh, eyebrowed me. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so uh, cool. And I did. I sat down and I shut up for the rest of the <laughs> But, you know, Triple H was there. Oh, cool. Uh, that, that jack wagon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, Undertaker, Kane. 
Mankind didn't show up, even though he was involved. Uh, Mr. Ass was there. There, you know? there was a big crowd. I mean, there yeah. really was a lot of people for that press conference. You know who looked at me that day, Wample? Locked eyes with me. Sable? Not Sable. Oh. You, you want to guess again? Tori Wilson? Not Tori Wilson. Stacy Keebler? Not Stacy Keebler. <laughs> Lita? Not Lita. The Billion Dollar Princess. Oh, duh, yeah, she would have been there. Stephanie yeah. McMahon. Check me out. I mean, there's, there's, you guys know there's a difference between someone looking at you mm -hmm. and checking you out. She yep. checked Daddy out. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't Mandy Rose touch your leg or something, Wapple, or was that? No, that was no. me. Trish, that was you. Okay. Trish Stratus touched my leg. Okay. But Mandy Rose did look at me once, and I was like, oh. My son took a picture <laughs> with Mandy Rose, and I remember you being very jealous of him. Yep. She, yep. she had his arm around him, and I know you were very jealous. Mm -hmm. Wapple, I hate to do this to you, but Mandy Rose was looking at the guy behind you because he had a rainbow afro on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dang it. She was looking at the dude with the rainbow afro. So going back to the story, the the guy with the excuse for why he did the mooning and all that kind of stuff. Not my fault she's looking at me. Hey, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. I got an excuse. Uh, I got a text. This person says, I'm a cop. I love quoting people's dumb excuses in reports. Mm. They're great Aww. to hear in court a year later. I bet that's fun to revisit. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I bet the judge loves that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, what What case was this one again? Oh, and then you read the, the dumb quote he had. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, rem I remember this idiot. Uh, here's a, a listener texting in wanting to ask... More information on my moment with D. Snyder. They want to know if I grabbed D's nuts. No, I did not. <laughs> I needed that. That was a good one. <laughs> it's time, right. time for the 9 a.m. commercial yeah. free blitz. 9 a.m. nonstop with three days grace. And here's a listener who gets it, remembers Widowmaker. Listener texted in and said, Blood and Bullets was a great effing album. I love that you're talking about them this morning. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Was that the first one? They had two. And they had a song called Am I Evil? Um, I, not the Metallica Am I Evil. A different Am I Evil. I don't remember if it was a cover, but thank you for remembering that. That's great. I had a few good songs. Uh, man, only a few days ago, we discussed a big uh, archaeological find. Uh, scientists dug in the dirt summers and found the world's oldest dildo. And I know some of you were saying, scientists dug up my boss? <laughs> no, but it was an old dildo. This time, it wasn't uh, archaeologists that found something interesting and kind of sexual. It was just some couple dragging a metal detector around a field in England. They found a 2,000-year-old statue with an enormous dong hanging <laughs> off of it. <laughs> you had the artist just like, I made a representation of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on 93X, how do you call it? Dot com, yes it is. Check this out on our website, 93X.com. It's a miniature figurine, they say here, from the first century A.D., whatever that means. But there's nothing miniature about the schlong, is there, Cubby? No. That's an impressive member there. They weren't built like that back then, were they? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. It looks like it. it's mechanical. Yeah, you're right. The oversized pecker on the little figurine has a working hinge on it. So I, I assume so the dong can go up, down, up, yeah. down, up, down, and everybody goes home a winner. And they're going to auction this thing off. It's going to be auctioned off 
and they say it could be worth over $1,400. I want to get a 3D printer and turn this into a knocker. It'd be a perfect <laughs> knocker. Yellow. Someone at the door. That's mm-hmm. a big penis. <laughs> the folks who founded a fella named Paul and his old lady by the name of Julie, it says here Paul has been a detectorist for 25 years. A detectorist. That's a new word. Well, they've got a show uh, called Detectorists. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, were they these uh, two people? Uh, no, it's not this. Oh. Do- well, I don't think it's those people. I guess I don't know for sure. But it's about folks who run around town with a metal detector. Yeah. See, that looks like a good time to me. You had one for you rented one. Did you do anything fun with it or just? I I, I, I looked around my yard with it. Yeah, I rented a metal detector. This was a, a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. I had to find the exact um, boundaries of my yard for putting in a fence. Mm-hmm. So I rented this metal detector, and yeah, I, I looked around for a while. I think I only rented it for like two hours, so I couldn't mess around. Did but, you find anything in your yard? No. Aside from the stakes no, or whatever? I found, oh, it, I found the stakes, but I could see that being an enjoyable deal. Kind of. I mean, if you go to a beach, you see it a lot. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, there's like there's a beach by us guy pretty much every time we go. So I, it's, it's the same dude. Oh, yeah. So I borrowed uh, one from a friend once when I lost my wedding ring playing beach volleyball. Mm. Did you ever find it? Nah. <laughs> Naz, and you didn't try too hard, or? Nah, didn't really try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you knew how this was going to end we got, up. We got divorced six months later. It's all good. Um, yeah, so this couple just stumbled upon this damn thing while they're wandering around with other metal detector nerds. The statue dates back to the first century. Like I said, it could have been, they, they claim it could have been a fertility idol based on the Roman god Mercury, if that means anything to you. A fertility idol. Idol. I have a cousin who's my fertility idol. That dude makes babies like it's his effing job. <laughs> he does. He's my fertility idol. The masturbating walrus is back in the stupid news. And I know some of you are saying, wait, my boss is back in the stupid news? No, it's an actual masturbating walrus who got caught whacking it a month or so ago, also in England. It was very embarrassing for everybody involved. I think our listeners remember the masturbating walrus story. If you don't, we had a past conversation about him. This walrus ended up on the shores of England somewhere. Everybody thought it was wildly interesting and cute. They named him Thor. People showed up every day to look at the big bastard. And then on New Year's Eve of all nights... The walrus went ahead and whacked off for the crowd. Children were running away. Women were screaming. I'll tell you, everyone with the exception of my wife will be running for the exits. What movie? Slapshot. Someone recorded the whole thing. It was awful. Well, now Thor has been spotted in Iceland. And it says here he's been watching a lot of porn the last few weeks (laughs) and he's ready to put on another show. (laughs) He has a cute little walrus. Whole new act he's got. Is he that little one that I saw in the video? Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah, he is. Oh, that I thought. Well, it, well, I guess it could have been the bigger one. I, they they seem to focus more on the little one. Yeah, they did. So may, maybe it is the bigger one. The video I saw, we saw the same video. The little one. There's a little walrus and a big walrus. The little walrus, I wanted to pick him up, and put him in a stroller, and take him downtown and show him off to people. He was so cute. The bigger one, not so cute, right, Cubby? <laughs> the bigger one's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> So the masturbating walrus has swum from England to Iceland. 
And now he's sunbathing on a rock over there, according to folks who recognized him from his first uh, solo video. A group of people called the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. Dude, how about that title? They got up on Facebook with a post to announce the return of Thor. They wrote, after Thor's visit to the UK, we wondered if we would ever see him again. We are delighted to have been informed that he is in Iceland. That's cute, but I advise you to stand back a ways. Because <laughs> I think I bet he's going to give her. <laughs> he's he, masturbated in a lot of... Uh, uh, how many countries have you guys masturbated in? Any ooh, more than one? Just one. Just the one, huh? Uh, two, Canada. Two countries? Yeah. yeah, just... I've been to other... I don't can't remember a time, though, that went for it. Why wouldn't you go for it? I was with my wife. Why wouldn't yeah. you go for it? <laughs> yeah. She can watch. Does finishing with someone else uh, count? Oh, I think so. Well, yeah. then yeah. there's been a few. A few countries? Well, yeah. I mean, we... Oh, yeah. yeah. United States of America. Yep. Ireland. Sure. Uh, I don't know if these are countries. Uh, Jamaica. It's a country. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you call that other place Those... we went to, Josh? Uh, British Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 one more country, uh, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Dang, Listen, I'm only at one. And oh. I, I went to the, the Isle of Jamaica with you, and I went to the British Virgin Islands. I didn't do any masturbating. We weren't hanging out in the same cabins <laughs> yeah. when we were uh, on those vacations. You, you met up with friends. Oh. Josh, you want to go to Italy? Why would I want to go to Italy? That's the stupidest question I've heard all day. We could just masturbate, and then we could have two done. What the hell's wrong with you? That's what you picked, Italy, out of everywhere? Yeah. All right, just I, out I've of curiosity. I to see Rome. Why? <laughs> okay, me too. That's the grossest question I've heard. <laughs> He's inviting his friend to go to Italy to masturbate with him. <laughs> I've never been more honored. So, you just threw out Italy. Yeah. And you decided the two of us needed to go together to masturbate on a, diff yeah. a different continent. I don't know what's wrong with him. Pack your bags, bitch. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner tonight is canceled. <laughs> I do love the story of Thor the masturbating walrus. That's just great that he shows up in the UK. Families are showing up and that some bitch just cut it loose for him. That's hilarious. <laughs> now he's on a tour. <laughs> Why is everybody so upset? Uh, can you see what I'm doing here? If you're going to go watch him, if you're going to walk, watch him put on his performance, he's got to wear a poncho like the people in the front row at a Gallagher show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what movie was that? Was that The Hangover? So you, you described you want to take this little walrus around, put it in a stroller. Whoa, is that a reference to a movie? No, no, but, uh, you know, the masturbating walrus where uh, Zach Galifianakis has the right. baby. He's like, ever seen a baby do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> is that the hangover? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't even want to put those two words together, yeah. but if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I believe he says the word weenus <laughs> in there. Uh, that, that scene shocked me. Me too. When he was mimicking baby <laughs> masturbation. That, 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 that must have just happened, right? Like he was improvising. Or do you think they put that in a script? I don't know. Uh, what's the uh, the guy, uh, the handsome guy? <laughs> Bradley in the Cooper? His reaction tells me that maybe it was improv. Because he, you know, he kind of laughs and says, "Stop it!" You know, yeah. It was a very natural reaction. First, seen a baby do something. <laughs> That's not good. That that'll put you in jail. I gotta say, no, I haven't. Thank God. Yeah. Right, here's a listener right here saying, "Not at the table, Carlos." <laughs> That's right. That was the line. We gotta get going. So you tell me where you want to finish. Oh my God, do I have a sneeze on deck? 
Oh, I've got a sneeze ready to go, Josh. You ever had that happen? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the worst when it just doesn't come out. Yeah. And, and then when it goes away, where did it go? Oh, it's it's coming out. I just hope that the mics are still on. Uh, we're, we're almost out of time. You want to talk about this lady with the dog? Yeah, yeah, do that one. How the hell did this happen? A lady in China adopted what she thought was a puppy. Two years later, she realized it was an effing bear. What? <laughs> Her name is... Su Yun. Uh, she lives out in the sticks in China. She thought she was buying a Tibetan Mastiff puppy in 2016. In case you didn't know, Tibetan Mastiffs are huge effing dogs, thick black and brown coat, and they can weigh up to 150 pounds. Su Effin Yun, I think I said, is her name. She was immediately struck by her dog's appetite. The sumbitch would eat a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles a day. Is that what folks in China feed their dogs? Yeah, it's different. Fruit and noodles? They just don't get a bag of uh, Purina? Uh, Once the dog, quote, dog, was two, it weighed 250 pounds. She noticed that her, again, quote, dog, (laughs) I like this part. Then she noticed her dog liked to walk around on its hind legs. <laughs> you know, as dogs do. That's when she finally started to wonder what the F was going on here. The more he grew, she said, the more like a bear he looked. She asked somebody who knows something about this and and that, and they told her it ain't a dog. It's a damn bear. <laughs> oh. This story, I guess, first popped up a few years ago, but it's picked up some steam again this week. I don't know why. I didn't see a picture of the animal. Was it obvious that this was a bear? I didn't either. The, the They just had a stock photo of a bear. Yeah, they did, and it's, it was stupid. I was... This lady must be some kind of a shut-in or something. I don't know that you wouldn't have any idea what it is. This bear is a Himalayan bear or a moon bear. It can weigh up to 400 pounds. And she had one of these effing things in her damn house. Crapping in her backyard. I mean, lady, you didn't know that dogs don't push out turds like that? (laughs) Sue's bear was hauled off to a wildlife rescue, and officials say that the bear is living a happy, healthy life. Yay, in its new home. I don't know what was going on with this lady. Sports. On the 93X Half-Assed Morning Show. Which team in New York do you think wins a championship next? Rangers. Oh, Lord. Come on, Patrick Kane is able. They don't count. They don't count. They don't count. They don't count. Only thing I know about hockey hockey is is that the puck is black. And I love Gary Bettman. That's my buddy who I always trip to the hockey game. It is no no disrespect to the Rangers and to Patrick Kane, of course, but just just for Stephen Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've got plenty to say about that little uh, audio bit there from Stephen A. Smith and some lady on a television show and some other guy. What is, what's the show called? First Take. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith and, and the female character completely disregarded character. hockey. Um, what did I say? <laughs> you called her a character. That's funny. Oh, well, she's yeah, <laughs> not a character. She's a real person. Uh, I was thinking movies there for a minute. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and, and the gal. Um, completely disregarded hockey. Um, they were talking about which New York team is going to win the next championship. Rangers, Yankees, Mets, who am I missing? Knicks. Uh, 
I'm missing a sport in there. Somebody, uh, Jets, Giants. Giants, yeah, yeah. okay. They completely disregarded hockey. I have plenty to say on this subject. We don't have time right now, but uh, stay tuned for that at 7.30. I'm sure Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder have a thought or two on it, but there are a lot of hockey fans who are very upset that Stephen A. Smith and the the, the lady on the program. The female lead. Yes, completely disregarded it. More to come on that. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll talk a little hockey here real quick. The Pigs, another close game, low scoring. No overtime last night. Uh, and they ended up beating Vancouver 2-1. to one. Kaprasov, couple of goals. So now they've what? Now what's the deal? They're 7-0-1. Points in their last eight games, and they're 7-0-1 since their last regulation loss, February 15th. They keep putting together two points. Mm-hmm. Terrific. They're going to Calgary tomorrow night. How about my Golden Gopher basketball team? Something we can get into in more detail. Also, in about a half an hour, they had a dramatic comeback and beat Rutgers on an effing buzzer beater. Good for those fellas. And uh, Golden Gopher women's basketball. Lindsey Whalen stepped down as the head coach. She quit. We were talking about it yesterday. She's moving on, and the Golden Gopher ladies program is going to have to move on without her. Uh, I mean, she's a stinking living legend, Lindsey Whalen, for God's sake. Uh, we can get into that as well. So, 7.30, Randy Shaver, Brad Ryder going to join us. Dad Fights 122 also uh, on the uh, docket, as they say. Stay tuned for Cubby's News Report. The home of the half-assed morning show. This is Minnesota's 93X. CJ Ham for standard heating and air conditioning. When I'm on the field, I can take anything. But at home with my family, we like everything to be comfortable. That's why I trust the pros at Standard. They've been keeping Minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years. Say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year. Instantly save $1,000 on a new ductless condenser plus an additional $500 off every mini split cassette. Go to standardheating.com for details now. Cavast morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. KXXR, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Tried to run, I hit his back. Do I shoot like a bat? Third ass, and going with a fire. A self-proclaimed Florida rapper there, him spitting rhymes at us, has been charged with murder after detectives tied him to the killing using his own lyrics and music video. Oh, love when they do this to themselves. Me too. Makes it fun. America's favorite cop boss, Polk County, Florida Sheriff Grady Judge, skewered the, quote, stupid singer at a press conference yesterday. He's a stupid rapper. He not only makes him a rap video about shooting somebody, he admits shooting the guy in the back. 
I'm a coward rapper. That's what I am. If you don't believe me, watch me shoot the guy in the back. 19-year-old Ladarian <laughs> Chandler got slapped with murder charges for the December slaying of a rival gang member, a 33-year-old named John McGee. When we served the first-degree murder once on him, he wanted to be bad. I'm, I'm a bad man. Well, when we laid that first-degree murder warrant on him, he started crying like a baby that lost his pacifier. At the Thursday press conference, the sheriff repeatedly dumped on Chandler, known as Bang Bang, for his not only making a song that allegedly implicated himself, but also for his shortcomings as an artist and his decision to shoot McGee as he was running away. He's not much of a rapper. My rapper expert tells me he doesn't sing well, he doesn't move well, you know, he's just a terrible rapper. Judge said his rapper <laughs> expert is a detective who loves rap music. That detective told him Chandler is one of the worst rappers he's ever listened to in his entire life. Oh my God. <laughs> Detectives believe the December 17th shooting took place after mean mugging and bad eyeing from the rival gang members turned violent, Judge said, with Chandler opening fire on McGee as he turned his back and ran away. The sheriff called the ordeal the result of testosterone overload. So the dude admitted to shooting somebody in a damn song. Yeah, admitted shooting him in the back, even. I love Grady Judd. He was rapping at us there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. He really didn't like this kid. No, no he's no. so good at that. He yeah. really belittles yeah, some of these does. morons. He went all in on that kid. And it seems like there's a few sheriffs around the country that are just like that. Uh, but he's the OG. An Orlando police officer is accused of driving drunk after crashing his car while trying to pick up his daughter from after-school care on Tuesday. Deputies were called at the school about 4.30 p.m. Investigators said 42-year-old Anthony Lapis parked his car in a through lane, blocking other vehicles from passing his truck. School employees said they became concerned about him. They thought he was under the influence. He was unable to stand on his own. His eyes were bloodshot. He ultimately got back into his pickup and moved to a parking spot where he hit a concrete barrier. <laughs> Turns out he was very drunk, <laughs> at least two times over the limit, and he was arrested and taken to jail. It's not good. An off-duty Florida firefighter was arrested last week for driving under the influence. According to the sheriff's office, deputies spotted 37-year-old James Craig driving his pickup around 1 a.m. They said he was going 100 miles an hour in a 45. Ooh, man, that's really cooking. Yeah. After deputies stopped Craig, they noted he showed multiple indicators of impairment, including a distinct odor of an alcoholic beverage, unsteady balance, and watery eyes. He wasn't on his way to pick up some kids, was he? <laughs> they don't say specifically. Good. But, uh, by the way, yeah, the fact that the, uh, the officer was picking up his kid, that added some additional charges, as you may imagine. <laughs> yeah. A Nebraska man was arrested on suspicion of driving drunk early Tuesday for the second time in only four hours. Lincoln police conducted a traffic stop Monday about 9.50 p.m. and found the 26-year-old driver to be under the influence. Police said the man's blood alcohol, 0.145. Uh, they ticketed him and they let him go with a sober party. Hours later, however, police were called about 1.40 a.m. for a one vehicle crash and located the same driver. Officers said that he was still intoxicated. This time he blew a .204, so they believe he drank even more. Oh, great. And this time he was taken to jail. You know what it is, Cubby? Some people just can't get right. No, yeah, we got some examples of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. you'd think that would be a wake-up call. I mean, at least for a day. 
<laughs> right. You think you'd be okay the rest of the day? I mean, yeah. it's different than a speeding ticket. Even then, maybe you think, ah, I hope I don't get two in one day. But yeah, drunk driving? Come on, dude. Maybe that's how he coped with the fact that he all, you know, got in trouble. He's like, well, now I got to go have a drink to deal with this. He crushed a, crushed a couple of tall boys. He did. <laughs> and he got off pretty easy. I mean, yeah. they were, they let him go home. But yeah, not in this case. They can't get right. Prosecutors say a Chicago man burglarized a work cruise van while wearing an electronic monitoring, monitoring bracelet for two pending burglary cases. And incredibly, the arrest occurred about two hours after he left the police station on bond after a concealed carry holder held him at gunpoint for allegedly breaking into yet another car. Uh, Rodolfo Santillian had a really bad day. About 10.20 a.m. last Tuesday is when it started. The 49-year-old concealed carry holder walked out of the store and allegedly saw Santillian inside his vehicle. The man pulled his gun and pointed it at him at the exact moment a Chicago police officer was passing by. Officers arrested Santillian, charged him with misdemeanor criminal trespass to a vehicle, and he walked out of the police station at 4.37 p.m. Just under two hours later, Chicago police arrested the man again. This time, two workers were detailing that, uh, detaining uh, Santillian when officers arrived to investigate a vehicle break-in report. They told police they caught him inside the workman. Cops also allegedly found doorbell camera footage of Santillian taking work tools out of a nearby car. What the hell? The entire time, he was wearing an ankle monitor for two pending burglary cases. <laughs> Another guy that just can't learn his lesson. Well, maybe they should be friends. I'll be damned. Police in, in Michigan arrested a naked woman armed with a machete on a Detroit freeway. Oh. Detroit Police Chief James White said the incident happened Saturday when the woman pulled over to the side of the road, got undressed, and pulled out a machete. White said the woman was pointing the machete at cars passing by. I'll stab you! <laughs> Adding the woman was naked from her waist down, exposing her vagina. Yeah. Police said they had to shut down the freeway in order to handle the situation. Video released by Detroit police shows the woman dropping the machete before being arrested. She was taken to a hospital for evaluation. Another lady that sounds like she was having a bad day. It's kind of nice throwing a woman in the mix with the machete and the nakedness. I feel like it's always men. <laughs> it's dude-dominated? Yeah, I'm glad it's, uh, you know, starting to become uh, equal. I like that you keep it real like that. <laughs> Hey, Sisters are doing it for themselves. Remember that old song? <laughs> Was that Aretha Franklin? I can't remember. A Minnesota police officer came to the rescue of a raccoon he spotted running around with a jar stuck over its head. The Oak Grove Police Department said in a Facebook post, the officer, whose name was, quote, not released for dignity's sake, was working the midnight shift when he was faced with a scavenging mammal of the weasel family and a jar stuck over its head. The officer engaged in a foot chase with the raccoon, which led the officer traveling a quarter mile in steps within 10 square feet. The animal attempted to evade capture, police said. The officer was eventually able to grab the raccoon and remove the jar. You can see that video on 93x.com. That's funny. There's a couple times he has the exact same reaction, I'd imagine I would. And ooey, 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 oh, yeah. God, <laughs> yuck. It's not a big day in music. But there were a few bigger singles which came out this week, including Metallica with a new one called If Darkness Had a Sun. Like a S-O-N. Yeah, it's spelled S-O-N. Obviously a play on words there. Mm -hmm. It's the third song Metallica's released from their upcoming 11th studio album, 72 Seasons, due April 14th. They've released three singles and still haven't released the record? No, it doesn't come out until next month. That's not uh, how they used to do it. James Hetfield, by the way, recently cast in a Western with Peter Dinklage called The Thicket. 
the film's being created for Tubi. Uh, Ex-bassist for Metallica, Jason Newstead turned 60 tomorrow. And it was on this day in 1986, Metallica released their third album, Master of Puppets. Oh, boy. David Lee Roth <gasps> shared a new solo version of Van Halen's Unchained. The new recording, like the ones he's previously released, were laid down May 3rd during a session at Henson Recording Studio in Hollywood. It's just what he's been doing lately is recording old songs, huh? Yeah, so they, they had one session and he's just been kind of releasing them slowly. I'd like to hear... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the originals, but I'd like to hear him maybe redo some uh, songs off of Eat em and Smile, Cubby. That'd be awesome. Or even Skyscraper. Yeah. If, he, uh, if he's not too busy. That'd be great. Especially if he could get back with, you know, the original musicians on the album. Uh, we can't even talk about that, can we? I don't think we're allowed to. We'll get, too emo <laughs> get way too emotional. I looked up the rules. It says no. Another former Van Halen frontman released a single this week. Extreme, whose lead singer Gary Sharon sang in Van Halen, uh, Halen for a brief period. They released a new song called Rise. Guitarist Nuno Betancourt, one of my all-time favorites, said he was inspired to step up his guitar work on the new album after the tragic passing of his friend Edward Van Halen. Rise is the first single from Extreme's sixth album and the first new album in 15 years due June 9th, appropriately titled Six. Each week on 93X.com, every Friday, you can check out our notable new release post right there on our website. Lots of new movies in theaters this week, led by Creed Three. The first two Creed movies focused on Adonis becoming his own man and with the help of Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa, emerging from the shadow of his father, Apollo Creed. The third film finds Adonis reveling in retirement until he's forced to face off with a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy who resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison. One day you came back. The past came back, too. There may have been a time when Damien had your back, but that's not what he's doing now. Before I got locked up, I was the best. You a coward, bro, and a fraud. I'm spending half your life in a cell watching somebody else live your life. I'm just getting started, little brother. I'm coming for it all. It's not going to stop. Then you make him. Creed star Michael B. Jordan recently joked he had to apologize to his mother before images from his Calvin Klein underwear campaign were released. <laughs> <laughs> she, does, she doesn't like to see him in his drawers? I guess he said it was an awkward phone call he felt he had to make. <laughs> so Dana went to see the movie last night and he said he enjoyed it. I forgot to ask you something when we were talking about it earlier. Is Felicia Rashad in the movie portraying Adonis Creed's mother? Yes. Yeah, that was her in the clip there, mm -hmm. at the end of the clip. There you go. Also in theaters this week, Children of the Corn, based, of course, on the short story by Stephen King. Possessed by a spirit in a cornfield, a 12-year-old girl in Nebraska recruits children in her small town to go on a bloody rampage and kill all the adults. I love corn. Ah, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, wrong clip. I knew that kid. It sucks. So hard sometimes you can hardly breathe. But I can help with your pain. Brace yourself. He who walks, he talked to me, he took care of me. So now I'm going to take care of him. Like killing all the adults. For starters. Have not seen a good review yet <laughs> for uh, the new movie. Can I tell you something about the original Children of the Corn? You mind? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go. Is it three words? Never saw it. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this. Josh, maybe you uh, can relate to this. Um, when did the original come out? 85, yeah, 6? Early 80s. I can tell you this much. Any long-haired, red-headed kid 
for about two years straight after that movie came out was nicknamed Malachi. Yeah, not fair. <laughs> it, it wasn't fair. Yeah, I feel bad for those. I, I've never... It, the, <laughs> the plot seems cool, but I've never heard anybody say anything good about any of the television or uh, movies mm -hmm. that have come out. But, I bet uh, you. Yeah, long, red-headed kids in the mid-'80s, if they weren't Dave Mustaine, they were Malachi, <laughs> and it wasn't fair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I prefer Dave Mustaine. Yeah. That's uh, that's too bad. Yeah, Children of the Corn. It's cold. It's awesome. <laughs> Jason Statham is back on the big screen today in Operation Fortune. Elite spy Orson Fortune must track down and stop the sale of a deadly new weapons technology wielded by a billionaire arms broker. I have another job for you. So what we got? Greg Simmons. A billionaire arms dealer. Oh, a lot of very serious faces up here, aren't there? You can't catch this fish with conventional lures. I'm sorry? The lure being... Danny Francesco. The movie star. Greg Simmons' favorite movie star. And how do we get him? Blackmail. Along with Jason Statham, the cast includes Josh Hartnett, Carrie Elways, Aubrey Plaza, and Hugh Grant. Aubrey Plaza? I'll watch anything with her in it. What were the first two names again? Jason Statham? Josh uh, Hartnett? Yeah, that Hartnett guy. Mm -hmm. I, it seems to me that uh, I haven't seen him in a movie in 20 years. He's, he's, uh, what's the name of the show? Is it Penny Dreadful or? Yeah. He's got a show yeah. mm -hmm. that, um, is on maybe HBO. All right. I've yet to watch it, but uh, I think it's a popular show. He was a decent goalie for a while there, too, for the wild. No, 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 no. <laughs> I could play goal. That's a different, different guy. Oh. Uh, and both in theaters and on demand, Transfusion. Sam Worthington stars as a former Special Forces operative thrust into the criminal underworld in a bid to prevent his only son from being taken. Mr. Logan, I sympathize with your situation, but if he appears before this court again, he'll be taken from your care. I need money, John. One night, in and out, zero round. What exactly have you got me Better hit the subtitles button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was English they were speaking. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow on Netflix. And Netflix is going live with comedian Chris. Chris Rock, Selective Outrage, the comedy special. It's oh. global live streaming uh, with a live pre-show 30 minutes before Chris's set, followed by an after show on Netflix. Heck yeah. I'm psyched. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey hosts Saturday Night Live. The original toolmaker Jesus emailed a shout-out to his dad, Bob, to let him know how proud he is of him for being about to hit four years sober tomorrow. That's great. Fitter Bob Jesus headed to Mexico today, hoping you have a safe flight and a fun trip. That's where you're going, huh? You're going to Mexico. And uh, thanks to Boner Bear Jesus and the gang, they're already listening in Mexico today. Oh, sweet. Right they let a guy into Mexico named Boner Bear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what it says on his passport, but there, yeah, he's there. There will be no survivors. <laughs> uh, we missed this one yesterday from Stone Engineer Jesus, so happy belated birthday to you, and congratulations to your sister, who had a new member of the 93X family yesterday. Happy 13th to Paxton from Works Too Much Plowing Snow, Jesus. Happy birthday to Dickhead Crane Fixer, Jesus, from Andres, or Andreezy, maybe. Bel Air Drag Racing, Jesus, sent a happy 49th birthday to his good buddy, Anoka County Transit, Jesus. Happy early birthday to my nephew, Don, turning the big one to you tomorrow. Happy 8th birthday to Earl, and a big thanks for listening to longtime listener, first-time texter this morning, Beer Craven, Hotel Slave and Jesus, and that's 93X News. 
Care 11's Randy Shaver on the Half-Assed Morning Show. I've had the good fortune of doing my son and two of my grandsons in the state tournament. So your goal is yeah. to broadcast my great-grandson's yeah. hockey game yeah. in 11 years. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that's what I'm over for. And if he's good enough, maybe he can make the team sooner. And if the team can make it, right then I can get now, by with nine years. And right now, you're how old? 81. You would be 92 yeah. at the time. Be perfect age. <laughs> hey, I caught that on television last night. Randy Shaver interviewing uh, Sweet Lou from the Sioux. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Good morning, Brad Ryder. Good morning. Oh, uh, yeah, that was good times, Randy. I, I love watching uh, you and Lou Nanny go back and forth. Uh, you know, Lou telling all your, uh, Lou telling all his hockey stories and Randy telling all of his hockey. Wait a minute. Why you, I No, that was great, Randy. I, I, it looks like you guys had a good time. We did. Yeah, Louie was great. You know, the, the, the funny thing about Louie's story is um, when he was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks in 1963, had he signed with the Blackhawks, we probably wouldn't know Lou Nanny as Mr. Hockey in Minnesota. He'd be Mr. Uh, Illinois Hockey. Yeah. And so... In 1963, I was drafted by the Blackhawks. He was working He was working for Harvey McKay at the time at Harvey's Envelope Company. company. Harvey McKay and, at Harvey's Envelope Company. Right. And he All was right. making three times more money than the Blackhawks were willing to pay him. So he didn't sign with Chicago. He had three kids at the time. He was like 24 years old. Jesus. Yeah. And so, as fate would have it, he decides not to sign. He coaches freshman hockey at the U under John Mariucci Mm -hmm. and works for Harvey McKay and then ends up signing with the North Stars in 67 or 68. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. So and we'll be hearing him next week during the boys' hockey tournament. Yeah, crazy. 59th year for Lou Nanny in the broadcast booth of the boys' state tournament. He is a treasure. Brad Ryder, do you know Sweet Lou? Uh, I've only met him casually a couple of times. I don't really know him that well, no. we got people wanting to start trouble here on the text machine. They want to know, Randy, why you didn't ask him about Pat LaFontaine. <laughs> <laughs> I and wanted Brooke. it to be a pleasant interview. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, offended millennial Jesus teared up watching your thing last night, Randy Shaver. Yeah. Teared right on up. Louie's a special guy. And, but, and the thing is, none of us work harder than Lunani. Here he is, 81. He's still working hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got his job. He does all the hockey stuff that he, that he does. I mean, the guy's always on the move. Always. Yep. He's a keeper. And, uh, you know, we've all heard stories like the one you just told about Lou where he was making more money at a regular 9-to-5 job than a professional sport was offering him back in those days. That's uh, correct. That, that it was, was very it was common. common. It yes. was commonplace in the 60s and 70s for professional athletes mm-hmm. to have to work jobs in the offseason. I remember mm-hmm. Harmon Killiver one time telling me a story that he used to work at um, – he used to work at the, well, it, it, it was TCF, it, before it was TCF, whatever it was. The um, bank, the bank joint. Yeah, yeah, right. He used to work as a teller there in the off season when he played here. And I bet he was the most pleasant teller you could run into. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, if, you, if you talk to a lot of those old Minnesota Vikings who played in the 60s and into the 70s. They all had gigs. All, 
they all had regular jobs and then went to practice in the afternoon. Yeah. I and mean, what were we talking about the other day that uh, when the NBA signs a new television contract that players will be making $70 million mm-hmm. a year? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. started the documentary um, Facing Nolan about Nolan Ryan, and uh, there's a little part in there about him being the first athlete ever to get a million dollars. Yeah. Was that a factor? He was the first millionaire in all of sports? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've told this story before. One of my grade school buddies, Dad, uh, was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams to play uh, on the offensive line. He went to college up at Concordia, and he was drafted by the L.A. Rams, I want to say, in 1960, something like that. And he chose to be a school teacher because it would pay more. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Different world. His son is the one I tell you all about who uh, has been a coach in the NFL now for years, Corey Unlin. Um, okay. Um, I, I forgot what he uh, – oh, God, what he was with Philadelphia? No, no, no. He lost uh, – San Francisco. He lost in the title game this year. He was coaching with San Francisco. But his dad was drafted by the L.A. Rams and decided to be a school teacher instead. Uh, well, since we started with hockey, uh, the Pigs, another close game, low another, scoring. Yeah. No overtime, no free hockey this time. And again, it seemed if the Russian kid hadn't shown up, they would have had little chance to get on the effing board, but it made it's for amazing. another win. It, they just keep right on trucking. Kirill I mean, Kaprasov scored two goals last night. He's 38th and 39th of the season. They beat Vancouver 2-1. They've won three in a row. They're only three points off the number one seed in the Western Conference <laughs> after wow. less than two weeks ago. They were not in the playoff picture. Right. I mean, this team has just put together a great string of of wins and close victories. And the trading deadlines today, we'll see if anything else happens today. But, I mean, the Wild have really made a great turnaround. Yeah. They've been doing wonderfully lately. Uh, I think we, maybe I shouldn't say we, hockey fans in town probably would like to see a little more offense. Yeah. But... Doesn't matter. They're picking up two points a pop. They're at Calgary tomorrow night, and then the Flames come here on Tuesday night. So a little home-and-home home series with the Flames. In the old days, that used to stir up trouble. It did. Sure. No team in the Western Conference has won more home games than the Wild this year. They're 21-10-2 at home. In fact, there's only... Three other teams in the entire league who have won more home games than the Wild. Well, one of them is obviously Boston. We've been talking up and Boston down about Boston. Again. They've won nine in a row, by the way. Oh They're now 48-8-5 right now. That's just insane. It's I know like a we keep, video game. I know. We keep talking about them, but they just keep on trucking. I mean, they're they're amazing. Here's a listener texted in saying, are we trading Greenway and or Dumba today? Well, we'll find out mm-hmm. tonight. Was it not till tonight, I think, the official trade deadline closes out. I, I, I want to say it was 7 or 8 o'clock tonight, but I could be wrong about that. And didn't the Besser kid score last night? He did. He did. For that's Vancouver. another name that's, that's been thrown around. Been, yep. Looks like it ends at 2 p.m. Today. Oh, yeah. 2 p.m. Um. Uh, Brad Ryder, was it Midwest Federal that you were trying yeah. to? Yes. Yep, that was it. He worked at Midwest Federal. Uh, Harmon Killebrew worked at Midwest Federal. Here's a listener, and we're, we're going to get to this topic in just a few minutes, uh, but here's a listener saying when Lindsey Whalen was drafted into the WNBA, 
she would have initially made less than had she gone ahead with her degreed field. What we're going to talk about Lindsey Whalen in a little bit here. But yeah, um, WNBA players in the early days made nothing, absolutely nothing. To show you they, that they do okay now, but they still don't make a lot of money. Oh that's no, why they, that's why they play overseas still. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, continuing with hockey, I thought maybe Brad and Randy would want to hear uh, the uh, the Stephen A. Smith audio. And a lot of NHL fans are talking about Stephen A. Smith and one of his co-hosts on television yesterday uh, disregarded hockey, uh, and it's got some folks pissed off. Do you have that, Cubby? Yeah, I got it. Which team in New York do you think wins a championship next? Rangers. Oh, Lord. Come on, Patrick Kane is able. Count. They don't count. Take they don't out. count. They don't count. Only thing I know about hockey, hockey is, is that the, the puck is black. black. Okay. And I love you, Gary that, Bettman. That's my buddy. For, for who purposes I owe a trip for to Stephen the hockey. A. Right. It is, no, it is no disrespect to the Rangers and to Patrick Kane, of course, but just, just for Stephen Football, a. basketball, baseball. Yeah. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith and his co-host, uh, her name is uh, Qu- Quarum, Molly Quarum. They disregarded hockey. This other dude on the show, Michael K., seemed like he wanted to get into it. The question was... Uh, I think it was a great answer. The question was, which of the New York teams will be next to win a championship? And so you liked Michael K.'s answer of the New York Rangers. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I, think that make, yeah. I, mean, the, I think the Rangers do have the best chance. Right. So the story is, though, that, that Stephen A. Smith and this, uh, this Quarren person disregarded hockey. They, just, they say it doesn't count. Hockey doesn't count. And it has NHL fans upset. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier I, I had something or another to say on this, and now we have the time for it. If you are upset by this as an NHL fan, don't be. Who effing cares if these folks don't watch hockey or want to include hockey in the same conversation as basketball, football, and baseball? As a, as a former massive hockey fan, now a much more casual hockey fan, I'll tell you this much. It never mattered to me because this is nothing new. This is nothing new. It, they've never been mentioned in the same sentence often as basketball, baseball, and football. They've never gotten the coverage that those other sports get. And I understand there, there are some hockey fans out there that are very sensitive to this kind of thing. They hate sure. the fact that the NHL never gets the coverage that the others do. But you just have to face the fact that the NHL will never be on par with those other sports. It's way too regional. As, as hard as the NHL mm-hmm. has tried to turn it into the NBA with all this expansion, it will never be as popular as those other sports. What's different to me is it used to be okay with most hockey fans. These days it seems like Hockey fans get offended to know that the ratings suck and they're, they're not as popular as... My point is, it's okay. Who cares if the NHL isn't as popular? Because it never has been and it never will be. If people don't follow it, F them. As long as you do, just dig it. Yeah, just enjoy right. what you enjoy. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Because nothing's new here, right, everybody? This is mm-hmm. not new. Correct. No, I, I not, agree with everything you change. You're not going to change any minds by being upset about it. No. It's going to make them shut them off even more. When I was a young guy, I loved the fact that the NHL was under the radar. You know what I mean? It was kind of a our own little private madness, you know. I think you can give his Michael K's answer in a lot of markets in this country though. I think the hockey team if you have a if you have all four probably has in a lot of markets anyway. I would say it here has the has the best chance of winning a championship next. 
just because yeah. of the way the playoffs are set up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, wouldn't, I, I don't disagree with that. Here's a listener saying, Bobby Hull signed a $10 million contract with the Winnipeg Jets in 1972. Maybe someone can look that up. What's well, his 10-year million-dollar deal? Is that Oh, oh, yes. Sorry. Years, Sorry. Yes. I, I, I misread that. I misread that. So a 10-year deal worth a million dollars? That sounds more realistic to me from <laughs> yeah. 1972. It's $100,000 a yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of hockey, all-time great goaltender Jonathan Quick has had a hell of a couple of days here. He was traded twice in 24 hours. <laughs> we didn't even get to it yesterday, but he was traded from the L.A. Kings to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That Ooh. didn't amount to much. Yesterday, he then got shipped over to play for the Las Vegas club, only a handful of hours later. So two trades well, in 24. Well, the best end of that deal. <laughs> well, it sounds like he put up a stink. Well, I bet he did, because who wants to go to Columbus? I, I read that when he found out that the Kings were trading him to Columbus, he refused to go. <laughs> well, I don't blame him. And so well, that's... the second trade happened so quickly, they had to have something in the works already. You think so? Yeah. Okay, it sounds to me like the GM at Columbus had to say, well, we got a guy that doesn't want to play here, so he shipped him off. You're right, Brad Ryder. Nine times out of ten, that meant there was some kind of a complex Mm -hmm. three-team. But the the story I read is that Jonathan Quick said, I'm not going to Ohio. Yeah. I don't blame him. Especially leaving one playoff team, going to the worst team in the NHL, and then bouncing back to the other team that's tied with the Kings in the Pacific Division. Right. So that's pretty fun. Now you're going to be playing against... Yeah, your old teammates. A team you played for for 14 years and won two cups with. <laughs> yeah. 14, maybe more than that. You I can't... think he's motivated? I'll bet you. I bet you he can't wait to get on the ice. Oh, yeah, he wants to just skate out to center ice and drop the mitts. Yeah. So... That's pretty interesting. I mean, he's one of the, you want to talk about American goaltenders, he's yeah. one of the all-time greats. You got your uh, Ryan Miller, John Van Beesbrook, uh, Tom Barrasso, who am I missing? Mike Richter. He's right in there. Jonathan Quick is, for American goaltenders, one of the greatest. And even don't, don't even limit him to American goaltenders. He's one of the best goalies over the last 20 years. Yeah. And now he gets to go against his old club. And from what I understand, Las Vegas needed a goalie. How about my beloved Golden Gopher Men's Basketball Club? They made a big damn comeback last night at home against Rutgers. They won the game on a buzzer-beater three-point basket that busted up that ugly-ass 12-game losing streak. Chance to tie or potentially win it with 5.8 to go for the Gophers. Cooper to battle for the win! The Gophers shocked the Scarlet Knights! Incredible. What did you think? Did you guys see it? No they one were, saw it. I, I did not. They were down 10, though, with, what, a minute to go? Yeah. 15. Wow. Yeah, got a that's couple a, of steals. That That's a big-time comeback. Oh, yeah. Rutgers missed a couple of free throws. They got a couple of steals. And, I mean, all of a sudden, Jamison battles, dumping threes like he's Steph Curry. It was beautiful. The only negative, and you've heard me complain about this so many times, video F me running review <laughs> of the final shot took some of the excitement away from the moment, no question. So am I the only one who saw how this played out? I watched the I didn't watch it live, but I, I saw, saw the, the clip. Yeah. Battle hits the three. The place comes uncorked. It took the referees 10 minutes oh. to review, number one, whether or not Battle got the shot off in time, which wasn't even close. 
and they reviewed if the shot clock started on time when the Gophers inbounded the basketball at the other end of the floor. Does it usually take that long? No, it was absolutely miserable how long this took. So, you know how I am these days. I hate that it's, oh, my damn, what a shot. The game is over, we think. Hang on a second. Let's look at the. I'm glad they don't put that in the replay clip 10 minutes. Right. I'm sitting there deciding if it was a basket It was absolutely horrible. I knew they could review whether the shot got off in time. I didn't realize they could go way back to see if the if the shot clock went off on time when they inbounded the ball. I I, Brad Ryder, that. that was a first for me too. I did not know that that was reviewable. Well, what were they going to do then? Re- if it if it didn't work, they'd have not to count replay? the basket. Yeah, <laughs> they I mean, can't what's, not what's count the... the basket. Good question. Right. I see. I was completely confused. You you guys I, are right. I was asking myself the same things. What I are they going no to do idea about how this? You, how you replay that? You can't. <laughs> Credit to Can you James. imagine if they tried to replay oh that after all that? Oh, my God. No, yeah. Oh, Ben Johnson would have gotten oh. naked and torn somebody's head off on the court, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know why he'd get naked, but yes. Well, just get, when you guys get mad, you don't get naked? <laughs> no. When I get really mad, I get nude. <laughs> That's why we try and piss him off so much yeah. around here. <laughs> Great moment for Ben Johnson and his club and for Jameis in battle. I told you yesterday, they're going to F somebody's world up. And they wow. did it to Rutgers last night. Now, Rutgers, I mean, I know they've got They're a good a record. Team. They're yeah. a bubble team. You Usually you you lose to a, a team that's 1-14 in the conference. You don't often get into the big tournament. That's correct. Unless you whoop ass in your conference tournament. Uh, yeah. They close out the regular season at home Sunday against stupid-ass Wisconsin. That'll be a big game. Wisconsin, their coach could get fired at the end of this year. I love they, that win. They are struggling terribly, so. Oh, that's right. I forgot. When, when – uh, when Jawan Howard slapped that Wisconsin coach, <laughs> it wasn't the head coach, it was an assistant. And Lindsey Whalen stepped down. Just talking about her yesterday. Yeah, I'm, well, not, so sure. I'm not so sure she's she right. I am not convinced she <laughs> oh, stepped down. Okay, go ahead. Uh, tell me what I, you know. I, I am not convinced that uh, it was uh, her decision. Okay. I, I really I really feel like uh, Mark Coyle made a decision that they were going to go a different direction and basically this is just me speculating here gave Lindsay a choice of how you wanted this to play out and um, okay i i just think that you know five years for any coach in any sport is a reasonable amount of time to turn a program around right mm-hmm. and yeah. it just didn't happen it didn't work Sometimes great athletes aren't necessarily great coaches, and I'm not saying that she didn't work hard. I'm not saying she didn't make some good things happen. But sometimes it just doesn't work the way you want it to work. It was a good, it was a great choice, I thought, five years ago. It was worth the risk of hiring Lindsay, who had no head coaching experience, certainly has the great name here in the state. But... It just didn't work out the way I think a lot of people were hoping to, and everybody I, was pulling for her. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt about that. I think all three, all three of these things can be possible. You can be a great player, you can be an even better person, but you cannot be a good coach. And Lindsay. in her case, that's that's her. Well, I, I don't think it's not that she wasn't a good coach. I just think well, that there, I, I just think that there were some things, Brad, that just get lost in translation between a great player and trying to get your team to be the same to to understand the game and play the game the way you did right i mean lindsey was such a great player on the floor was such the quarterback of the team 
And sometimes when you try to relate how you want your team to play, it doesn't always translate. And sometimes right. that's those part kind of, of being players, a good coach. That's correct. And sometimes those those players who then become coaches when the when you're trying to coach in the last two minutes of a game it doesn't translate as well as you'd like it to either. So, Lindsay, it's been an emotional day here, uh, no doubt about that, and she's having some conversations with her staff and is tied up in those conversations. She'll be uh, available to the media at a later date. You know, Lindsay, obviously, when we hired her five years ago, uh, you know, we have a very close relationship, and uh, it's been a series of conversations I've had with Lindsay uh, probably over the past year. Did she step down, Mark, or did you fire her? Mutually agreed to step down. When we talked last year in New Orleans at the Final Four, you know, she talked about uh, the struggles we had a lot of kids leave the program last year, and she just talked about some of the struggles. As we kind of had those conversations, uh, I think, again, we felt like it was in the best interest for our program and for her as a person uh, that she stepped down. All right. Well, Lindsay Whalen's a great person and, a, and, yep. a, and an icon around here, and I'm sure she's going to be just fine. I hope she's not too brokenhearted by this whole thing. Maybe she wanted out. Maybe she wanted to spend some more time doing what she – doing what makes her happy. So – I mean, we, we wish her the I, best. I know her, She'll be fine. I know, her, I know her a little bit. I don't think I, I, she's enough. I agree with Randy. She's she's a competitor. I don't yeah. think this was this was not her decision. Well, but that's I, that's upsetting but, but he, to hear. Yeah, but here's the problem, though, you guys. You again, she's had five years to to turn this around, and she basically with this freshman because of those Scalia and players like that that left. She basically was starting over in year five. Not easy. Freshman class, and you can't you can't do that and build a program in this day and age of college sports with the transfer portal the way it's set up. You to build a program is so difficult now because kids, like I said the other day, you're recruiting freshmen to come in. Mm -hmm. You're recruiting the transfer portal. You have to. You can't ignore it, and you have to recruit your kids the entire year. Otherwise, they may leave. Right. And so the job is just so extremely difficult. And when a program is struggling, like this Gopher team has been struggling, it makes it even more difficult to, it does. to turn a program Here, around. Here's a, here's a name to keep an eye on if you're wondering who might come in next. Clem Haskins. The, uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, the South Dakota State coach, Aaron Johnston, okay. I think is his name. He's okay. um, He's been there for over 20 years. He's a, a Minnesota guy. His record's like 540-some and... 150 at South Dakota State. They go to the NCAA tournament every year. All right. His, his uh, top assistant is actually Caleb Sealbar from the Twins' wife. Okay. So. Oh, interesting. Um, that might be somebody to keep an eye on. All so right. They're going to hire somebody with experience. I don't think there's any question yep. about that. They they yep. have to do that. And again, in this day and age of the transfer portal, you've got to have a coach that. And not, I'm not saying that Lindsey didn't navigate that. I'm just saying that's going to be a part of the equation now is experience. All right. We started uh, this break talking about Lou Nanny. You want to hear a big, uh, not a big, but a, uh, a quick Lou Nanny story before we uh, get to dad fights. This is from a listener. This was texted into me by ERPA Sheezes. Talking about Lou Nanny. She says, I was about 18 and loving watching hockey, but I didn't know all the rules. My dad is a casual friend of Lou's, and we were lucky to be invited to sit in the suite at a wild game with him. I didn't know how famous Lou was, but I knew that he knew a lot about hockey. So I went up to him and I said, hi, Mr. Nanny, would you be willing to sit next to me and, and go play-by-play for about five minutes and explain hockey to me? 
and he did. It that's was a really awesome. cool experience, and I'm grateful for that, says ERPA. She says, Wow, that's God great. dang, I bet that was cool Wouldn't to hear that him. Be awesome. To hear him just explain <laughs> this and that and all I that. I would love it if he did that with me now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't care how old or young you are to have yeah. Lou sit there and tell you the finer points. The finer points of hockey, hooking. That's when uh, high-sticking happen, and then you sit in the box and you feel shame. Dad fights, one double deuce is ready to roll. Let's give her. You know, every week, the senior members of our radio program, Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder, clash in a trivia showdown. Dad fights is the name of the game, don't you know? All over town, people gather around the radio. Factories shut down. Big dollar businesses. uh, You know, deals are put on hold. Gambling takes place. Yeah, you know, they have stats around the Final Four and stuff. March Madness to say, like, uh, billions of dollars pools. of pro- productivity are lost because of this. It's, right. it's, kind, of, it's kind of the same way between 8 and 820 every Friday State morning. State Patrol shuts down freeways. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas puts up line. Folks engaged in sexual intercourse stop mid-pump. <laughs> Inmates, everybody, everybody and anybody. So Creed 3, the movie Creed Part 3, is being dumped into movie theaters this weekend. Okay. Another film more or less connected to the legendary Rocky series. I love the Creed series. Michael B. Jordan is outstanding. I love the first two with Sylvester Stallone being part of the mix. Dana saw it last night, loved it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. If you like the first two, you're going to love this one. So in the movies... Michael B. Jordan's character, Adonis Creed, is the son of the legendary heavyweight boxing champion Apollo Creed, the master of disaster, the king of sting, they called him, didn't they, Cubby? He did. The Count of Monte Fisto. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I know. Apollo Creed (laughs) appeared in the first four movies in the Rocky series until he was tragically killed in the ring by the evil Russian boxer Ivan Draga, which we all think goes down in history as one of the more shocking and or surprising movie deaths of all time. One of the more shocking or surprising character deaths in movie history. I remember the movie theater going completely silent when Apollo dropped to the canvas. I remember Creed's wife's reaction the play-by-play announcer says creed is down and remember his body is twitching rocky begs for people to move back as the crowd uh gathers around apollo's body the ring announcer declares drago the winner drago's on the mic i cannot be defeated i defeat all men (laughs) if he dies he does rocky feels responsible because he didn't throw in the towel but apollo told him didn't he josh apollo said don't throw the towel in no matter what (laughs) no matter And Rocky's holding Apollo in his arms as he takes his last breath, and then Rocky and Drago lock eyes. What is going on here? What what has it got to do with dad fights? We're watching a movie. Oh. We're describing a shocking death. The play-by-play announcer says, what started out as an exhibition has ended in disaster or something along those lines. Today's dad fight subject, smart mouth. (laughs) 
the most shocking and or surprising deaths from movie and television history. Now do you get it? Okay. I mean, you got a problem with me reliving the death of Apollo Creed, something that devastated a lot of us? It's his coping mechanism. Is that a coping yeah, mechanism, Randy Shane? the way Shane? he's mourning. Show a little respect. <laughs> oh, by the way, we will block you if you text in spoiler alert. Just yes. so you know. Yes. Not funny. None of these, uh, none of these are very recent. So you've got ample time to catch up on some of these. The most shocking and or surprising deaths from movie and television history. Okay. This is not going to be a great subject for me. No. You guys, these are big. You'll know them. Mm -hmm. I would think okay. the majority I of them. Anytime we go to the movie card, yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah, me too. For but each. Let's go. For each. Keep it in your pants. For, <laughs> you got to stop mid-thrust for dad fights. He told you. You got to take a deuce or something. For each question. We will give you sufficient hints to help you come up with an answer. They are all well-known movies or television series that featured a shocking character death along the way. We'll dump some hints. You fellas will have to name the movie or television series. That makes it easier. You name the movie or the television series. And we've got some clips along the way. It's going to be fun. Be the first to answer correctly. If you're correct, you'll hear the bell. You got one point. If you're incorrect, you'll hear the butt queef. <laughs> and that means no points. You can steal if your opponent answers incorrectly. Ten challenges plus a tiebreaker if needed. Here is the heavyweight champion of today's intro, Cat Six Jesus. Good morning, Brotherhood. This is Cat Six Jesus hailing from Champlain in the more intelligent portion of the 292. I'm a proud father of nothing and a simple cat owner. Yeah. Today, I brought a friend with to help introduce this showdown. Oh, howdy, brother. We're great to be here. Today, once again, we have a fight between some old parts. Randy, the golf cart surfing shaver, and Brad, that sucks that guy, rider. Golly, where do you even get these guys? Well, Randy is live from room 11 in the nursing home. And Brad is some guy we found at 7-Eleven trying to cosplay the Darth Vader. Oh, those kidneys media funds must be pretty thin, huh? Anyways, well, let's get this fight started. Dead fights 122. Well, let's brawl. I'm not entirely sure what I was just involved in. Yeah, what in the world was that? He did a Mickey Mouse voice. Okay. Okay. The most shocking and or surprising deaths from movie and television history. Listen closely to the hints. You guys will be fine. And you just have to name the movie or television program. By the way, uh, if you'd like to be involved in a Dad Fights intro, uh, intro is how you say it. Send an email to hams93x at gmail.com. Give us your information. We'll get you lined up. Cubby, you ready? I'm ready. Or do you want me to explain more of what happened during the death scene? <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like you've gotten enough detail. What started out as an exhibition, he says. <laughs> it was shocking when Ned Stark got beheaded in season one of this show. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Well, I don't know how this one's going to go. Really. <laughs> I don't I did watch. like my chances with this one. That was one shocking death, unless you read the books, of course. Uh, by the way, so somebody timed it out, according to Denalysis. There were 31 minutes and 19 seconds of nudity or sex scenes throughout the entire series. I would have actually thought more. Yeah. I would have, too. 
It's, well, it's, actually, I've never seen it, so, but I've heard it's just a, like yeah. a nonstop orgy. Floppy I've never wiener, watched. Wiener, floppy wiener, 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 floppy wiener, 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 floppy wiener, 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 That was beautiful, you guys. One nothing, Randy Shaver. Boy, you were all over that one. They had some solid filth in that program they did. Yeah. From what I saw. Sure did. One, you never saw Game of Thrones, Brad Ryder? No, haven't watched it. Brad of Ridershire. <laughs> the clan. Sir Brad of the Ryderworth clan. Okay. It's one nothing, Randy. Drew Barrymore's face was all over the advertising posters for this slasher movie, and she was by Scream. far. Yeah. Boy, Randy. He's out. Mm. I'll read the rest of the question. And she was by far the biggest name in the cast. That's why it was such a surprise when she died in the opening scene. One more hint. There's a sixth installment of this movie coming out next week. The correct answer, and Randy got it, is Scream. And it was Drew Barrymore's idea to get killed off right from the stinking get-go. Uh, she was originally going to play the lead, according to Denalysis, but she said she hated how in horror movies everyone knows the lead actor will survive, so she chose to play the girl that gets murdered in the first 15 minutes instead. Two nothing! There was no doubt a popular character named Glenn died when a barbed wire bat made his eyes bulge out a bulge out of his head on this popular zombie apocalypse show on AMC. Zombieland? Hmm, not a bad guess. I don't know. Brad big big Ryder. show on AMC. Brad. Walking Dead. Walking oh, Dead. There you go. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Uh, former NFL wide receiver Heinz Ward was such a big fan of the show, he ended up playing a zombie in one of the episodes. Was that just a, a guess, Brad Ryder? I knew Walking Dead was on AMC. Never seen yep. it. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I also never saw it. But, uh, yeah, when you dump in zombie show AMC, I think most folks. Yeah. You're on the board, Brad Ryder. It is 2-1 Randy Shaver. Okay. This movie had one of the more tragic deaths in cinema history when Phil Landfill Crundle drowned in a giant vat of beer. Thankfully... His brother, Gil Landfill Crundle, <laughs> stepped in and took his brother's spot on Team USA to help defeat the Germans in the world's toughest beer drinking competition. No idea. Revenge of the Nerds. No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. You're both incorrect. Uh, the answer is beer fest. <laughs> Just oh. came out of the refrigerator. Here, try this. Oh, no, here, let me warm it up for you. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Do, 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 beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, that's fine. That's, we're, we're okay. That was the moment when they found out that great gam gam was a whore. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? <laughs> she, was working, she was working that sausage good. Oh, so sexy. <laughs> Beer fest. Neither one of you, huh? Um, no. I am no. such a massive fan of that movie. That is so funny. You guys would absolutely love that movie. The Americans defeat the Germans. Das Boot. The studio, it says here, demanded a disclaimer to be added to the movie, saying that if someone attempted to drink as much beer as Landfill attempted, or are they generally speaking? Just generally speaking throughout the course of the movie. They drink so much damn beer in the movie. Okay, now I understand this better, and I should have known this before we went on air. They added as a disclaimer 
saying, don't attempt to drink as much beer as the fellas do in this movie. It's a riot. It's a riot. It's one of my all-time favorites. And we remain at a score of 2-1 Randy. Didn't, didn't they make a sequel to that, or have they been talking about They've been talking about making a weed fest. How oh. many years has it been? 10, 15 oh, years? It's gotta be. That, yeah. I love yeah. Barry Badranath. It's, oh, God, he's Who's fun. Barry Badranath? Don't Who's do Barry it. Barry Badranath? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> John Travolta was one of the stars of this 1994 Pulp movie. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, yep. Uh, which made it all the more surprising when his character, Vincent Vega, was unceremoniously gunned down after dropping a deuce. Yes, Pulp Fiction. Nice one, Randy. Uh, Dane Alice is here. Quentin Tarantino's casting of John Travolta was controversial at the time. Uh, the studio fought, he, fought him on it, saying Travolta's presence would kill the movie. But, of course, Tarantino turned out to be right, and the role was credited with reviving Travolta's career. And it certainly did. I remember very vividly seeing the ads for Pulp Fiction and saying to myself, John Travolta? I felt the same way. A gangster? But he was absolutely perfect. No. No. He was perfect in that role. The other shocking death, I always forget the kid's name, when he's riding in the back seat and Samuel Marvin. Jackson. Marvin. Marvin. And what it happened? blows his head off? Yeah. He just shot Marvin's face off. <laughs> Why'd you do that? That was so shocking. Cops seem to notice when a car's driving down the road dripping with blood. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Pulp Fiction's a great... Wait, Pulp Fiction, uh, uh, Brad Ryder, have you seen it? No. What? Oh, what? I'm surprised. No, I haven't. That's wrong. That's crazy. That you Marvin, what do you make all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh! What's happening? Oh, Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the f*** did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Oh, man, I see some crazy ass in my town. But just chill out, man. I told you it was an accident. He probably went over a bump or hey, something. Hey, the car ain't hit no motherfucking bump. Hey, look, man, I didn't I didn't mean to shoot the son of a bitch. The gun went off. I don't know why. <laughs> John Travolta's gun. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, that was good in, in, in a gross way. Is it 3-1 Randy? Yes. Dad fights 122. We're going through memorable, surprising, shocking character deaths from movies and television. The boys are trying to name the movie or the television show. We're up to this one here. The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson surprisingly jumped off a building and splattered themselves on a sidewalk in the opening scene of this buddy cop movie, also starring... Saw. So, uh, Brad said Saw... Which is an interesting answer. <laughs> I thought they were in that movie. Randy? Did you just name a movie you've heard of? <laughs> yeah, actually I did. Are we trying to say never saw it? Randy, I'll finish the okay, uh, question. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the whole question again. The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson surprisingly jumped off a building and splattered themselves on a sidewalk in the opening scene of this buddy cop movie also starring Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. I, God, I don't know. Sorry. The correct answer is the other guys. The other guys. You've seen that one. I have not seen it. I no, thought you I did. I that one either. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> uh, funny opening scene where Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock are super cops in the city of New York and for whatever reason, they thought they could survive jumping off the top of a 300-story building. They, <laughs> they splatter on the sidewalk. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell are very funny. Derek Jeter makes a cameo. Mm -hmm. Boy, you guys have missed out on a couple of keepers here. That is a, a decent movie. Yeah. Derek Jeter makes a cameo uh, where Mark Wahlberg accidentally shoots him. He filmed another scene where 
After getting shot, his life spirals out of control. He's on the street homeless, but it didn't make the final cut. Okay, maybe that would have been fun. But what Jeter provided was was pretty decent. There's so many weird and memorable scenes in that movie. The desk pop. I was just going to say, Randy and Brad, if you haven't seen it, you should try a desk pop. <laughs> Give that a shot at work today. Stay My favorite course. line from the movie is when Will Ferrell says, I think we've all been involved in a bit of a ballet of sorts this afternoon, a ballet of emotions, feelings. That's my favorite line from the Still, love, uh, uh, it wasn't that the movie where he's like, you can take down a lion, uh, a tuna mm-hmm. takes down a lion. Oh yeah, that was a good clip. That was awesome. And good. people did tell me that the dynamic between Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg um, reminded them of Josh and I, with Josh being Will Ferrell and me being the Mark Wahlberg <laughs> character. The difference being, I, I would never be nasty to you the way Wahlberg's character is nasty to Will Ferrell. But just... Uh, you do hate the sound of my pee, though. I do. <laughs> uh, but more or less, uh, I am kind of the out-of-control dummy, and you are the reasonable adult uh, trying to calm me down. And I, I think there is some truth to that. I see I've got a scene here. What, what clip is this? That's Dirty Mike and the Boys. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, no, with the oh, Prius? she is. They left her under an overpass for the night. Did you find anything? Yeah. Bodily fluid and hair samples, we determined that a bunch of old homeless dudes had an orgy in the car. Oh, God. You know what that's called when they do that in there? It's called a soup kitchen. Any signs of a struggle with spent shells? No. Believe me, everybody that was in on this orgy was more than willing. In fact, they even left you a note here. Thanks for the F-shack. Love Dirty Mike and the boys. (laughs) (laughs) We still sit at 3-1 Randy? Yep. One more funny thing about that movie. What, yes. What's the name of the actress that plays Will Ferrell's wife? Oh, oh Mendez? Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. No, Sophia Vargas. What? Sophia Vargas? No, isn't it Eva Mendez? Eva Mendez. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and remember, uh, and Will Ferrell thinks she's I've unattractive. Seen yeah. <laughs> I've seen that part. That part where, where, where uh, Wahlberg's there going, she's, like, gorgeous, and, yeah. and, and Will Ferrell is, like, downplaying how yeah. beautiful well, she's she okay. is. She's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's almost, like, embarrassed by it. Like, something <laughs> else on, he says. Yeah. Go put something I want to go home to my plain wife. <laughs> <laughs> she's drop-dead gorgeous, of course. <laughs> she's scorching hot, he says. <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> Next one. Oh, this is me now, huh? That's you, Cubby. Disney has a weird fascination with killing the parents of main characters. And and a bad guess. Mm -hmm. That one did come up in our conversations. Uh, But it was especially heartbreaking when Mufasa was trampled to death in a stampede in this Disney movie. Oh, uh, Lion King. Lion King. That was rough. Yeah, that was was tough. Mm -hmm. Never saw it! (laughs) That makes sense, yeah. (laughs) I did see that. (laughs) Yeah, I'd imagine so with kids. You've definitely seen it. James Earl Jones, of course, did the voice for Mufasa in the original animated movie, as well as the 2019 computer animated remake. He was the only actor to reprise his role in the follow-up. Yeah, you can't have anybody else but James Earl Jones be Mufasa. Uh, Catfishing Jesus has texted in with his favorite line from the other guys. I got so drunk, I thought a tube of toothpaste was astronaut food. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta watch that now. (laughs) We got a ball game now. It's 3-2, Randy. 3-2. Boys, be ready. In this comedy, an old fella named Blue drops dead of a heart attack while getting ready to compete against two topless college girls in a KY Jelly wrestling match. But that's what old people do. They die. 
can't think of it. Um, old school. Oh. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Darn it! Wow, that was close. I oh. could not think of it. Oh. I mm. couldn't think of it either for a while, but yeah, it's old school. Uh, just when he's about ready to wrestle those topless gals. Yeah, the, poor guy. The lights go out, <laughs> and he's a goner. There's another scene earlier where Luke Wilson's trying to explain to that woman he's dating. He goes, yeah, we're a frat, but we're not, we don't haze like, you know, we're not mean-spirited like other kind of frats. And then they, you see Will Ferrell in the background goes, Blue, you brought me a lemonade with no ice? Get down and give me 10 push-ups right now. <laughs> a little uh, analysis here on the movie Old School. The guy who knocks on Luke Wilson's door in the opening scene and says, I'm here for the gangbang is the director of the movie, a fella named Todd Phillips. I didn't oh. know that was the director. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then you're, what does he say? Uh, it's like a damn magic show. <laughs> popping up. <laughs> People popping up. Uh... All right, we're tied. Tied. Darn it. I think Dana's right here with this question. This show, it, it might be the only example in pop culture of someone dying after getting shot by a T-shirt gun in a sporting event. But that was indeed the demise of Maude Flanders beloved wife of Ned Flanders. What show? Uh, Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> the actress who voiced Maude left the show over a pay dispute. The producers made the decision just to kill her off rather than have her appear in the background because it would open up some fresh storylines for Ned as a single dad. And that did become pretty funny. Yeah, it did. He ends up with that in the Kerbopple at one point. Yep. <laughs> Suddenly, Randy has a 4-3 lead. What a no, comeback. No, Brad, Brad does. I, yeah. uh, whatever. One of you idiots has a... Suddenly, Brad has a lead. Yeah. Wow. What a comeback. I got the wrong guy. We're going to soon find out who's the tuna and who's the lion. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, if people are looking to watch that movie, Social Anxiety Jesus tells it it's on Peacock right now. That's where you can stream that one. The other guys? Mm -hmm. Okay. 4-3, Brad. Randy, I'm going to chant something at you that we chant at each other when we play three ball at the uh, YZ American Legion. Tie the effer up. Tie the effer up. Tie the Let's get a tiebreaker, maybe. Randy needs this one correct. Yes, I do. Okay. In this Martin Scorsese movie about the seedier side of police in Boston, it looked like Leonardo DiCaprio's The Departed. Oh! Good one. Never saw it. It looked like Leonardo DiCaprio's character had saved the day right before his brains were blown out in an elevator. And that one did make me jump. Me too. That shocked me. I was telling the guys, I just watched the movie about two weeks ago, and it shocked me again, even though I knew it was coming. Yeah. Just so sudden. It's just such a bang-bang scene with so much stuff happening. Yeah. We are all tied. The Departed, by the way, Scorsese, uh, the only time he ever won an Academy Award for Best Director, despite putting together Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Casino, and all that. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we are tied. We, 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 you did tie the effer up. And now we come to a tiebreaker. How exciting is this? Yeah. Perk up. I, this is an, an easy one. Okay. There's never been a dry on, eye in the place when Tom Cruise is in the ocean holding the lifeless body. Top gun. Top gun. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you. I think you're a fake cop. The sound of your piss hitting the urinal? It sounds feminine. Mm. If we were in the wild, I would attack you. Even if you weren't in my food chain, I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. And then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. First off, a lion 
swimming in the ocean? Lions don't like water. If you placed it near a river or some sort of fresh water source, that makes sense. But you find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot waves, I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a full-grown 800-pound tuna with his 20 or 30 friends, you lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. You just lost your own game. You're outgunned and outmanned. Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. <laughs> That's a funny deal. I don't remember this line, but a uh, uh, dinky town Jesus texted me his favorite line from the other guys. Apparently, Will Ferrell's character says, at age 11, I audited my parents. Believe me, there were some discrepancies, and I was grounded. <laughs> I don't recall that. Randy Shaver got her done with his answer of Top Gun. What a, what a wonderful, uh, uh, yeah. close uh, matchup. That was fun. Oh. We were, now before um, you guys came along this morning, we were having conversations of other movie and television characters that saddened or shocked us when they died. Mm -hmm. I mentioned Edith Bunker destroyed yeah. me as a child when Archie Bunker is dealing with the death of... Uh, I mentioned James Evans Sr. Josh mentioned it too from Good Times. Destroyed my childhood um, when James Evans died. Uh, I will admit that when I thought that E.T. was dead, I was shook. Mm -hmm. But he made a comeback. How cold-blooded is this right here? Uh, former fighter pilot Jesus texted in. Am I the only person who's glad in the movie when Goose dies? Whoa. I guess I wasn't glad. I wonder what the hell. Yeah. Was. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Do you need a hug, man? <laughs> he didn't like Goose. He was a fighter pilot for real. So maybe he just think... Yeah, he knows stuff we don't know, I guess. Goose is too S-A-W-F-T soft oh. for the bit. I don't know. That was a great game, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it worked. Great game. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> well, I did better than I thought I would. I'll put it that way. Have a hell of a weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Okay. See ya. We'll be right back. The home of the half-assed morning show. This is Minnesota's 93X. CJ Ham for standard heating and air conditioning. When I'm on the field, I can take anything. But at home with my family, we like everything to be comfortable. That's why I trust the pros at Standard. They've been keeping Minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years. Say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year. Instantly save $1,000 on a new ductless condenser plus an additional $500 off every mini split cassette. Go to standardheating.com for details now. Half-assed morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. <laughs> <laughs> when you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Fast Morning Show 93X. Welcome back to our radio program. The 93X Half Fast Morning Show. It's a wonderful thing to be involved in this Friday broadcast. 
By the way, I got a text message from St. Louis Park UPS Jesus. We were having that fun conversation about the old uh, movie The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. St. Louis Park UPS Jesus says, uh, I was gurgling mouthwash when you guys were talking about the other guys, and now I'm cleaning the bathroom mirror. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. Spit it right out of his... Let's close out the week with some kink. I like some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've got the right room here for this. Mm -hmm. Probably. Let's close out the week with some kink. Sex experts. Supposed sex experts. From a website called Insider.com, they say that these, what I'm about to throw your way, are the most common sexual kinks to have. The 20 most common sexual kinks. I got 20 of them. Let's go 20 to 1, and we can all find out together where our favorite kinks landed. All right? Maybe you'll be disappointed that your favorite kink is too common. You know what I mean? And you oh. want to move on to a new... Wait, everybody's tossing salads? No, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like tossing salads anymore. That's not kinky anymore. It's too mainstream. I don't even want to. I wonder if that happened with missionary. You think that was ever a thing where that, somebody said, I can't handle missionary. Everybody's is that how missionary that. died, Josh? It must be. The wife's, you know, in the prone position. Go ahead, and you're going, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Everybody's yeah. doing it. Ah, yeah. The buddies down the block, they're doing it too now? I don't want to. Yeah, I got to do something different. Number 20, wax play. A candle wax? Yes. That's fun. <laughs> what if it was ear wax? Oh. <laughs> uh. yes, I'd imagine candle wax. Uh, you said that's fun? Yeah, that's fun. She's right. I'll give you uh, an explanation, just in case you don't play these games. I mean... Everybody's got a favorite kink, right? I mean, I, I guess expe- except for Cubby. Yeah, I don't know what... Yeah, nothing that would be like a, uh, a whole thread on Reddit or anything. Maybe your kink is that you have no kinks. Yeah, I mean, there's things I like. I'm grossing mm-hmm. myself out with this conversation. But yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I have any kinks. So if you're if you're more of a straighter-laced person, you may need a little explanation. Wax play is a type of sensation play that involves dripping wax on your partner or having it dripped onto you. Ouch! It's an old dice bit. Some people are into wax play because it feels like dancing with danger. Others are into it because the heat of the wax feels erotic when juxtaposed to the cool air of the bedroom. That's gotta hurt. I mean, especially depending on where you get it. I mean, Ashley, you said you're into it. Uh, no, it doesn't really. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't? I think even, like, the couple, like, the millisecond that it takes from, like, pouring it onto you. The anticipation. It, like, um, I think it cools down a little. Because I've never been like, ah, gosh, it's burning. I feel like I'm too hairy of a man to get wax dumped on me. Okay, that that is uh, You know, they use that thing, for that purpose. Because yeah, I, I, I got know, it in but... my hair once. Oh. And that wasn't ideal. No, I bet not. Chest hair? Oh, I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you might we uh, you might want to clean yeah. up the. Uh... Yeah, you walked in here one day with wax in your hair. Yeah, and it was on the back of my necklace I was wearing too. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I was like, you got crap in your hair, Ashley. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, it's candle wax. I'm like, oh, stay no more. <laughs> you can't come to work like that. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot. And I was like, what is that? Why do I smell so like good? I can't figure it out. <laughs> oh, but we missed that. You guys never told us that. Yeah. <laughs>
forgot about that. Candle wax was tied up in your hairdo and your and your necklace. Yeah. That was a mess. <laughs> oh. The 19th most popular kink is voyeurism, where you get sexual gratification by watching other people engage in sex. It's considered a complement to exhibitionism, where you find it arousing to have sex while other people watch. Voyeurism. Well, I'm, wouldn't anybody who watches porn be a voyeur in a way? I think more they mean in person. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, don't, I, I guess. But maybe you're it's right. pretty darn close. If you want to broaden the range of the word a little bit, sure. Close enough for me. I don't think I'd like watching two other people have sex. I, I think, think if it just started like in front of me, I wouldn't leave. Like I'd be like, okay, well, that's interesting. That's, oh, ha that's I, happening. I leave. Really? I, I've oh, seen it yeah. not in person. Uh, in person. Okay, I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm not on purpose, I mean. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I saw it start at a house party once. Like in front of everybody? Yeah, and it wasn't even that big of a party. I mean, party's a strong word. Mm -hmm. a, a get together with <laughs> a gathering. A hand, handful of people. Yeah, and two went at it, and then one tagged in at one point. Were they Whoa. Were they so out of it that they didn't realize they were doing it in front of people? Oh, they just didn't care. They didn't care, okay. No. Mm -hmm. A tag situation. Wow. Number eight. A hot tag? <laughs> what? A hot tag? No, a skin tag. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18, urethral sounding. Nope. No. Inserting metal rods into the urethra. Mm -mm. That just makes me uncomfortable just hearing about it each mm. time. It says here, I don't even, it's never, this never occurred to me. While urethral sounding can be performed on anyone with a urethra, of course. That's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I've always, I've always just thought of it as an only guy thing. It seems like it's mostly a guy thing. They say it is most commonly performed on the penis. Yeah, that's guy, right? That's the dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last time I checked. Yeah. Josh, did you know that the, did you know that the head of the penis is incredibly nerve dense? They say. I did know that. And stimulating those nerves through urethral stimulation can be pleasurable for some people. Well, I've had I've been medically sounded, and I found it very unpleasant, even though they numbed it up. Plus, if you go deep enough, you can knock into the prostate. Oof. Were you I'm, worried when they did it, Josh, that you're like, what if I'm into this? What if this becomes my thing? No, actually, I was hoping I would be because I was so nervous about it. Sure. And I was wishing I was ahead of time. Uh -huh. It could lead to a prostate orgasm. Yeah, you got to, I remember the uh, urologist is like, all right, we're just going to scoot right by, by the, uh, what's it you call it? A prod, not a podcast, prostate. <laughs> prostate. Up right into the, uh, the old bladder. Oof. Yeah, it's not fun. No. At least it wasn't for me. For some people, it sounds like it is. If I haven't gone on record before uh, and said out loud that I am terrified of the idea of urethral sounding, well, then let me make it clear now. I, I want nothing to do with that. Number 17, the most common kinks at number 17, tentacles. No, I'm good on that. A tentacle kink refers to someone being turned on by the idea of being penetrated or otherwise sexually engaged with tentacles or creatures that have tentacles. I've heard that's actually kind of popular. Well, it's the 17th most popular kink here, Cubby. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm surprised it's not higher just with... It seems like people have been talking about that a lot. I bump into a video or two now and again, and I've never gotten involved. There's nothing about tentacles that are sexual sexual to me, so it's all yours, whoever, whoever you are. 
Oh, geez, Jesus wants to know if I like my podcast tickled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the podcast. Yeah. Reach up there and grab it. Number 16, sensation play. And that's a fancy word for dumping. I, it, candle wax comes into play. Dumping ice cubes, candle wax, um, it, hot and cold. Hot and cold kind of a thing is basically what they're saying. Um, you ever heard of this before? It says uh, sensation play can also be explored by teasing your nerves with tools like the Wartenberg wheels. Someone might want to look that up. Feather ticklers or electrical stimulation wands. Someone's got, I don't care about feather ticklers or electrical stimulation. Someone look up what the Wartenberg wheels is and then tell me how scared we should be of the Wartenberg wheels. Uh, I, I, I know you've seen it. Yeah. There's a picture of it. A little medical device. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I've never seen anything like that in my life. You haven't? It's got like prickly needles on it of some sort. Yeah, what? some do, some don't. Oh, I mean, no. they've, they've got like... I wouldn't say needles. Never saw it. Wobble, isn't there something like this that you use in the kitchen? Is it for, like, uh, pasta? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> never uh, experienced uh, anything. Never, never, never saw it. Okay, number 15. Role play. Okay. I'm the undertaker. You're Kane. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I like role play, and I always thought it would be, like, a lot of fun to, like, really get into it, but no one has ever wanted to. I feel like I'd break character too easily and start laughing. Yeah, I don't know if I could keep a straight face. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, there yeah, is. The sheriff's here. <laughs> <laughs> Just simply, simply pretending to be someone other than who you really are. Um, and they mentioned the thrill of pretending to cheat. So your wife hangs out at the neighborhood bar. You let her sit there for an hour. You show up and you, the two of you act like oh. you're total strangers. That's mm -hmm. what Claire and Phil oh. do on their anniversary every year in Modern Family. That's, that's actually really cool. I, I, fi I find that neat to yeah, act like you've never met before. How's it going? Good. How are you? What's your name? You start from scratch. What's your favorite color? I'm a cheerleader. I'm a star quarterback. I don't know. I've never, no, I've never really played that game. Number 14, pregnancy. Oh, no. Who's that rapper? Prof. That, yeah. <laughs> Prof, yep, he likes pregnant ladies. Minnesota, Minnesota rapper, and yep, he's got a pregnant, pregnancy fetish. I know a guy who's got that going on. Uh, the 14th most common kink is pregnancy. Some people are aroused by the stigma of pregnant people being sexual and feel naughty when they're turned on by pregnant women. Some people find pregnancy sexy. Was there ever, ever a time um, when your wife was pregnant, Josh, where you were like, it's doing something for me? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we mean specifically the pregnancy? Yeah. I mean, there's something to that. I hear what you're saying. But it's, I wouldn't call that a kink of mine. It's okay. not like something you want to go back to or revisit or anything? No. Nah. Yeah. You don't, like, make her wear a fake belly or anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> she makes him wear a fake belly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now... Wow. I, she does wear me in a Bjorn every <laughs> once in a while. That's adorable. Now, uh, you should know that pregnancy kinks can also include the eroticization. I knew I was going to struggle with that. The eroticization. Making it dirty. Um, making lactation, darkened nipples, swollen ankles, or any other signs 
or symptoms of pregnancy dirty. Do you see what I'm saying there? Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't say eroticization. I had to alter it. So you somehow turn darkened nipples, lactation, and swollen ankles into a, a sexual thing. I've never heard that. I didn't, I didn't that. know the darkened nipples thing. <laughs> no. I guess I didn't pay close enough attention. Uh, oh, look at those dark nipples you got all of a sudden. <laughs> we got 13 left to go. There's a douchiness to them. The 93X sure. Half-Assed Morning Show. Talking about kinky stuff here on the program. The 20 most common kinks out there. Some sex experts did the arithmetic on this. We're almost out of here. We got some more to cover, some more kinks. We're all we're going to be all horned up walking out of the building here in a few minutes. <laughs> I know I'm pretty lame uh, on this, but I, I'm not alone like super fat 7XL Jesus. He's like, this stuff seems a little ridiculous. Uh, all these weird kinks. And he wants to know whatever happened to just some nice vanilla missionary sex with his girlfriend. And her twin sister and her stepmom. Oh <laughs> you know, just old school stuff. The just classics. the regular stuff. Yeah. The Some stuff the... they teach you about in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this stuff ain't for everybody. I uh, got a couple of text messages. You know, one of the kinks that came up was pregnancy. Some folks are very turned on by pregnant women. And they use some of the, um, the only word I can come up with is side effects of pregnancy. And, and, and they... they, they um, use it in their sexual play. Uh, here's a listener who texted in and just simply said, pregnancy smells good. Oh. oh. Okay. I haven't noticed that either. Okay. Might be a certain smell that comes off of... And we, we might talk more pregnancy here before we go. Uh, we're up to number 13 here. We've got 13 to go. Uh, 13 is masochism. That is the M in BDSM. The complement to sadism. Masochism is the act of enjoying pain, humiliation. The mental or physical pain associated with masochism can be delivered by yourself or by a partner. Oh, by yourself, huh? Well, you just tell yourself you're an idiot while you whack it? Yeah, I was going to say, is there any masochistic <laughs> masturbators in you're here? You're a stupid idiot. Oh, would that be the hanging whack? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe, actually. Is it? I thought that was... We may get to that, Wapple. Yeah, okay. I think we that's may different. Get to that. uh, so you get uh, humiliated and, and you get whooped a little bit. Uh, number 12, okay, here we are. We're right back to the pregnancy thing. Number 12 is lactation, turned on by breast milks. That's odd. Did you Pardon say me? odd or hot? Odd. Odd, okay. I just can't imagine, like, being with a guy and then being like, yeah, like I would, I I would feel uncomfortable. Hand me that coffee cup. I'd be like, get out of here. That's not for you. <laughs> a lactation kink may also be tied to an age gap or age play kink, where someone feels aroused at the thought of pretending to be breastfed as a baby again. Get a little diaper on. So people are saying to the pregnancy thing, they like the free shots. You know oh. what I'm saying? They, so you don't, you don't get them. Oh. You have to worry about getting them pregnant again. Yeah, yeah. So. The line like you can't get double pregnant. Yeah, yeah I don't think. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's way different than having the the kink though. I'm not sure what yeah, you you're, mean. You're right. Yeah, right. because because I mean like everyone likes that, right? Yeah. <laughs> A free shot. You're right. You're of right. sex without worrying about pregnancy. Okay. Uh, number eleven is a word I can't pronounce, but it's a tickling fetish. Kinesis malagnia. 
what? Is a fancy word for a tickling fetish. Folks with this fetish are turned on by the sensation of being tickled by anything from human fingers to feathers to vibrators or electrical stimulation toys. You will never catch me in this group. No. no. Oh, I love it. I, All of it. It's actually something that I just discovered in like the, like the last couple months. Are you too. the tickler or the tickle I like being tickled. You do? Yep. I absolutely will swing at you with the intent to severely injure you if you ever tickle me. It is mm -hmm. my least favorite thing in the whole world. Mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend once that she also hated being tickled, and I didn't do it on purpose, but I, you know, I brushed up against something that caused like a reaction to her to get tickled, and she instinctively just like swung at me. Oh yeah, oh. Just, just like she hates it. She, it's like, and it was involuntary. It's not like she, she just like. She felt that sensation, and her immediate reaction was just to take a slap. Did that kind of turn into a kink for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're going to have to slap me if yeah. you want this to work. <laughs> Number 10 is impact play. It's a broad name for sex. It involves the use of hands, paddles, whips, flogs. On a partner's meatiest or most nerve-dense parts. Number nine is hentai, which... This might be what I was thinking of earlier when I said I'm surprised it wasn't higher on the list. Every once in a while this comes up and I forget what it is. Even though we, we, we cover it and I tell myself, oh, okay, that's hentai. I won't forget that. And I forget every time. It's a specific type of Japanese illustration that often depicts overtly sexual scenes and scenarios. Okay, hentai erotica often features tentacles, which we covered earlier. Sometimes it's monsters or otherworldly creatures. That is beyond anything I would ever be interested in. But there you go. Some dig it. Number eight is feet. Again, we're, we're diving into things here that I want nothing to do with. You knew, you I knew like feet. feet, but I don't have a kink for it. Yeah, you knew feet were going to be on the list. Feet are not sexual to me at all. But some of you go bananas for it. Um, sometimes it's the entirety of the foot. Sometimes it's just the toes, the arch of the foot, the ankle. Seven. Oh, here we go, Wapple. Erotic asphyxiation. Your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so who here's it. tried it? Never. No. no. Uh, well, does where does choking fall? Is that like I, the that, same I thing? I guess that would, that would, yeah, that fits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, because then, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I, I'm way too terrified to ever get involved in something like that. Because you didn't say autoerotic. Oh, no, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Choking. I'm yeah. thinking of two different things. So we're talking about choking. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That Then I have a different answer. Number six, dominance, the D in BDSM. Consensually taking control or holding the power in a scene or sexual dynamic with a partner. Word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like to flip. You back like and to forth. Be, you like to. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. thought you meant like literally flip. <laughs> <laughs> Do a flip to the bedroom. <laughs> Do a backflip. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Number five, discipline. Everybody shut up. Been naughty. Corrective behavior, punishment. The kink often involves a more dominant partner setting rules or expectations for a more submissive partner. And the more submissive partner, if they break those rules, there are consequences. Sexy ones. <laughs> like spanking. Word. Number four. Cuckolding. I'm shocked it's that high up. Yeah. I didn't know it was that popular. Watching your partner get folded upon. 
There's some humiliation involved, they say here. For some people, the act of watching a partner have sex with someone else, for instance, someone with a larger penis, <laughs> is humiliating and they like it. That'd be easy to find. <laughs> God have mercy on us all. The third most, uh, most common kink. God have mercy. Penis and testicle torture. Oh, yeah. now we're getting into my wheelhouse. <laughs> Here we go. The desire. Why is it so high. The desire to have pain inflicted on your own penis or testicles. Two is bondage. Okay, that makes sense. That's fun. Restraining, restricting. Never tried that. Ropes, ribbons, zip ties, saran wrap. Whoa. Oh, saran wrap. That's oh, a good idea. I would assume I was you about to be murdered. <laughs> yeah, I would think, oh my God, they're about to kill me. You walk into the bedroom, there's, yeah, there's duct tape, ropes, saran yeah. wrap. Just a whole wet kit. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of laughs. You guys know this years ago. Uh, knew a lady that liked to be handcuffed. Handcuffed her to the bed, went out to the living room, watched four or five innings of the Twins game. <laughs> <laughs> Such a boss move. <laughs> Uh, number one is Wapple. Age gap. Oh, yeah. Where adult-aged folks act out and are turned on by fantasies that involve a difference in ages. For instance, one partner might play baby and put on a diaper while the other plays mommy or daddy. That's gross. This, Yeah, this I, is the only kink that I will really kink shame. Because I feel like something's got to be like... Oh, I'd, I'd have sex with Deep a much down. older woman. No, no I, was, I was thinking like what Nick was saying, for an example, like the, the pretending to be a baby part. Agababa, you're my mommy. I can't talk. That's different. Yeah. One partner might also pretend to be a college-age student while the other pretends to be a professor. You know, your grades are lacking a bit. Here's my penis. Yeah. I, saw a, I saw a movie where that happened once. Here's my penis. Well, that's a little role play. <laughs> Extra credit right down here. <laughs> Man, you guys are sick. Now you know where your favorite landed. Yeah, who's got the highest on the list? Oh, uh, I just threw the list away. Well, I've, I've got it in front of me. Oh. Uh, who's? Well, I like all that. Uh, I like being the boss. Mm -hmm. So what? what is domination number well, so five or six? What about bondage, though? Bondage. You, you like that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you, you're at number two. Oh, wow. That, yeah. I, well, all right. My team's number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm number two bondage, as well. Bondage, you're there? Yeah. Nobody else? Mm -hmm. No. Dana, you're into bondage. I'm with Nick. No, 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 no. Yeah. Wapple, you and I'd make good lovers, what, I think. What do you do, Wapple? Just kind of <laughs> muppet thrust yeah. back and forth and well, uh, turn well, on AEW? Well, I mean, I don't know if you call this role play, but, you know, the girlfriend will put on, uh, like, a schoolgirl outfit or something, something with a skirt. Uh, and, I was going to say, oh, yeah, you're into skirts. skirts. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, knee-high socks and stuff like that. That, that's cool. But then do you take on a role at that point? Or you're just no. saying, so there's, she just puts on a specific outfit that knows it, yeah. it, tur it like turns you on. basically. Yeah. And then uh. she takes it off and then you put it on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> role yeah. reversal. We got a text here from a firefighter who's had several calls for people with handcuffs that got stuck on them. Oh. Wobble, I suppose call. you've got no time to be kinky when you're just busy thanking her the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Paying rent. <laughs> College football official Jesus like to send a shout-out to his nephew, Jack. He's wrestling at the state tournament this morning. Shout-out to Hastings High School wrestling team from Painting America, Jesus. Shout-out to Dan, uh, Lieutenant Dan, on your retirement after 33 years on the force. That's from our pal Asian cop, Jesus. Best of uh, Mick Golden, Jesus, at his new job. Said he's a little nervous to be starting a new gig. Good luck there. 
Happy birthday to East Winstead Jesus tomorrow. Connor, a.k.a. Accessory Pack Jesus from your maybe best friend Jesus. The east side of Winstead, huh? <laughs> Uh, Diesel Jesus from Rehab Bear Diesel Jesus. Allison, a.k.a. Awesome Sauce from Box talk, uh, Truck Rapper Jesus. And Full Throttle Jesus from your bestie, Love That Danhausen Jesus. Have a great weekend. The 93X and Morning Show. 93. 93. The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show podcast is sponsored by Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. New episodes drop each weekday. If your podcast platform has ratings, go ahead and give us five stars and uh, maybe give our enemies one. Thanks, and here's a word from our sponsor. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now.